Welcome to the Hook and Ladder podcast, week 13 picks with Colin O'Donnell. I'm Justin Santoup. Colin, happy Thanksgiving. It's the weekend. How you doing? It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, it's good. I got out of work early today. You nice. know, I diagnosed some picks last night. You know, I'm feeling good. Had a great uh, great college basketball day thanks to uh, yours truly, Justin you. Santoup, with some good tips. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for the, the weekend, although... I am nervous. Big game Friday. Big game for Big, Notre Dame. Big game Friday. No, Notre I'm Dame. definitely nervous. That <laughs> line, that line, I don't like at all. Notre Dame comes off its bye, and we we can't we can't touch anything else until we, we yeah, properly well, properly digest the the Irish. Um, I have not been nearly as tucked into the college football slate this week as I have been in weeks past because it is all aboard college hoops for me now. Um, I do have a few plays, but I mean, I'm just going to get this. For, for, you're, you're ruining it for the viewers. You know, they're, I'm, listen, I'm, they're listening to a college football and you go, I'm not, I'm wait, not, wait. here you go. I'm not into it. You Maybe find me. a different podcast. I'm just That's not doing it right gonna say. now. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say, so for your in-depth analysis this week, I would take Colin's advice with more, um, I would just lean into that a little more than, than what I have to say. That's what I'm going to say, this even guy, though I am kicking this, his ass. This, this guy year. takes a lead, and he's been mean and punting. He's playing Iowa football right now. <laughs> this guy is handing the ball off three straight times and punting and, and relying on defense to get the job done. It's ridiculous. And honestly, I think it's a little bit of, you know, it's a little bush leak. We're entering week 13. I am 30 and 30, an even 500 record. Um, so I've basically paid the sports book to gamble all fall long. Yeah. That's essentially what that means. Um, and Colin, unfortunately, hasn't been so lucky. He's 27 and 31. I've also paid the sports book <laughs> to gamble. Just a little bit of a premium. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, that's that's where we stand as we head into the, the home stretch. Um, before we start on our picks this week, college football playoff rankings came out. Did you get a chance to look at them? Yeah. Did you have any any takeaways, immediate takeaways? So I'll, I'll yeah, pull them pull up. Pull it up. Pull them up. I'll start with my first takeaway. The first thing that, that caught my eye, um, BYU ranked 14th. Basically, the committee is saying you have not done shit. We don't you're, like you. You are not in the conversation. Um, second thing that that caught my eye, Northwestern is at eighth, which I think cements the fact that they are a legitimate contender to be in the college football playoff. Those are the two things that caught my eye. Yeah. So I've got a like when I look at this, I thought they were pretty fair. I there were some Georgia and nine, I think was a little bit interesting, but I think you too can high, also make too high, too high. You, yeah, a little yeah. too high. But I think most of these, when you look in depth into them, there is some there's some things that make sense about them, right? So Georgia at nine, everybody goes too high, right? They're, they're too high. They're five and two. They have a win over a ranked Auburn team with 22, and their losses are to number six, Florida, and number one, Alabama. So really, how bad is that? And then also, when you're looking at these other teams, they haven't played very many games. So I think they, I think having Clemson at three over Ohio State is a tip of the cap to Clemson playing eight games yep. and Ohio State only playing four. Sure. And there, Do you I, think if Ohio State had dominated Indiana on Saturday, that would have been the case, though? I think it might have been. It's it's interesting that Indiana's at twelve, but there, it's hard to make arguments for many teams to change spots because I look Texas A&M over Florida. Good. That should be that. That's 
head to head has to matter. Yep. When they play head to head, it has to matter that they beat them. So I think, and the, the same record. So I think that's fair. Northwestern at eight, I think, is pretty fair. They've got a win over Wisconsin, and they, they Purdue has been decent. Iowa's been good. Yeah. Like those are Northwestern has a solid resume right now, and yep. I get they've only had five games, but that's a that's a good resume, and they deserve to be there. I think Oklahoma and Ohio State are a little interesting. That's and and Texas. Those the Big Twelve teams are are ranked pretty highly for a pretty garbage showing and out of conference. And I think that may be more of leaning in on games. Games. Yeah. yeah, like Oklahoma six and two, but their losses are not great. Iowa State lost to Louisiana or yeah. 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 Louisiana who is unranked. I mean, there's some interesting I think Wisconsin at sixteen at two and one is is a bad I think that's bad. I don't think they should be there. Well I, yeah. Because who like yeah, they haven't the been Northwestern anybody. has good wins and they're five and out. Wisconsin has beaten Illinois, who's nothing, and Michigan, who's nothing, and they've lost the only good game. They that if that is my, my only gripe, I would say, That's with fair. this is Wisconsin at sixteen. I, I think Wisconsin should be more like twenty five. That's like what makes Wisconsin at two and one better than like than Washington, who's two and zero. Yeah, or, right? or USC, who's three and zero and is yeah two spots behind them, or like. There's there's just a lot of there's a lot of teams. Tulsa's five and one and has pretty decent wins. Yeah, that's like, true. I I don't really see an argument for Wisconsin being two spots behind a nine and zero BYU team because BYU hasn't played anybody, but Wisconsin hasn't either. Does does this ranking make you think that the Pac twelve is totally dead? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Th- this ranking is really bad for the Pac twelve because I think the Big Ten got a little benefit of the doubt in this ranking. I think. Like the Wisconsin ranking is a clear benefit of the doubt. Northwestern makes sense. Ohio State makes sense. Although they could have, they could have really screwed the Big Ten here. I think it was very possible that you could see Ohio State at like seven. Yeah, and that that like could have been a thing. But they, and then Indiana at twelve. I think they showed some respect to the Big Ten in this, which I don't know if it's unwarranted, but they, it's definitely disrespect to the Pac-12 because now you have Oregon and USC are your only ranked teams and. Washington on rank two and zero. Like what? Yeah, what? Did, make a good point. What has Wisconsin done that Washington has? They have done nothing, anything. Nothing. Exactly. There's literally nothing. Um, the other thing. Well, so I guess what this proves is that the committee they clearly take into consideration pre connotations. If you know, you know what I mean. Like they, well, like they. I think this year is the toughest job the committee has ever had. Yeah. Because. In years past, you can look at out-of-conference games, and there's there's a lot more to digest, and everybody's played the same amount of games. And there's this year is the year where they have to take into those considerations more into account than ever before. And I think they did a pretty good job. I think they rated the Big uh, Ten highly, which, fair or not fair, is a reasonable take because the Big Ten has consistently been the second-best conference in college football. So – I don't I, I don't have too many drives with it. Uh, yeah. Um the only other thing that we didn't really touch on, we touched on it I guess briefly. BYU is 14th. Are they dead? BYU is dead. BYU is dead, but Cincinnati actually has a real chance. And here's the thing is Cincinnati's chance is very very iffy. So 
what you're going to need if you're Cincinnati is you're going to need Notre Dame to either lose to North Carolina and then lose to Clemson again because that knocks Notre Dame out, yep. or you need Notre Dame to win out and Clemson lose to Clemson's out. Yep. Then you're going to need Alabama to beat Florida out, and then you're going to need Ohio State to to win out, or I guess like for some miracle, Ohio State and Northwestern both have two losses. I, that's not going to happen. So I think you need if you are Cincinnati, your most Reasonable path is Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State winning out. There's one last spot, and then this is where the I, I, conference games. I, I actually disagree with that. I think they need Ohio State to lose and Northwestern to lose because I think one a one loss Big Ten champion. Because I think as it stands right now, if Texas A and M wins out, I think Texas A and M by this shows yes. that they're ahead of Cincinnati. No so matter what. So here's the this is the this is what I, I was going to finish on is. Okay. I, I agree as it stands right now, but the thing is right now, it, if Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Alabama all went out, those are the yes. three top spots, yes. and now you're left with Texas A&M yes. and Cincinnati. What Cincinnati can do is if they schedule BYU or a Pac-12 team, I think winning the American and then getting one of those wins, if they get a game against BYU and they win that game, I think that might be enough to catapult them over Texas A&M. I don't know. Because I think it's going to be very hard for the committee to look tough. at a one-loss Texas A&M who has done everything that Alabama has done, except and their only, loss, out by which, well, their only loss was to Alabama. And, I mean, yes, the score looks like a blowout, but we kind of know yeah. it wasn't a blowout. Um, like, they beat they Florida. Beat they're going to – if they beat Auburn, like, they're going to need to beat Auburn. So – No, I, I agree. Texas A&M has passed saying, the eye test. I'm just saying Cincinnati – has an opening with that if they can if they can get if Cincinnati can get like I think the Pac-12 would be very willing to do this too is if Cincinnati can get a game against Oregon or something like that like the Pac-12 winner plays Cincinnati the winner of that game I think if they're undefeated has an opportunity to vault Texas A&M it's interesting stuff it's good to be talking about it um the other thing that that I want to ask you and I know I don't I don't want you to get ahead of yourself because I know you've got a really big one on Friday that, I mean, it's 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 a tough game. North Carolina can really score. But to wrap a bell on the college football playoff conversation, is there any scenario where Notre Dame wins out in the regular season, Clemson wins out in the regular season, and Clemson beats Notre Dame in the college football playoff where both of those teams don't get in? Like, you know what I, I mean? I really don't If they're so. both one losses. I, I, the only way I can see that happen is if Clemson blows out Notre if Dame. If Clemson blows out Notre Dame, yeah. and then I really think it would have to come down to a, like a Cincinnati beating a Pac-12 team or a Pac-12 team beating a Cincinnati to go undefeated. Because I, the Texas A&M yeah. jumping, Texas A&M I don't think can jump Notre Dame I agree. with one loss. I agree Because our, we have Your wins a better, be better. Our better win, and then we'd have a better second win. And then our loss is to who is your second best win right now? Right now, it would it would be North Carolina. I, I understand, but who is it right now? Right now, I guess it would be Pitt. BC, Pitt or BC. I mean, Texas A and M's second best win is going to end up being Auburn, which yeah. So that that's what I mean is it, yeah. if you go Notre Dame win over Clemson versus Texas A and M win over Florida, Notre Dame has the better win. Assuming Clemson wins out, wins the ACC, then you go to second win UNC versus Auburn. I think UNC gets the edge there. And then loss is about about the same, except Notre Dame has beaten that team once and yep. Texas A&M did not. So I, yep. I I think the only way Notre Dame gets jumped is a Cincinnati, like, 
So you feel like Cincinnati, you're in. Yes. If we so, went out, if we, I'm worried about. You that's fine. Play. But so this is this is interesting that you're saying this because there was a time when DJ, whatever the fuck Uy, his name, Angelina. yeah, was announced as the starter for the Notre Dame game, right? I think we were on this podcast when it came out the that the. Trevor Lawrence had COVID, and you were all fucking worried about how. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm. We got to beat him at full I, 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 I think I said this on the podcast: is I wasn't worried about the committee. Okay. I was worried about the general mindset, and I know oh, the ES- public, the idiot yes, public, yes, because ESPN loves to sprout anti Notre narratives because they don't get <laughs> their fucking games on the TV. Okay, and they're sick about it. So, it, like. I was just more worried about like not getting credit for the win, which I've had multiple people tell me it doesn't count because Trevor Lawrence doesn't count. But those guys are idiots and don't know anything about college football, so I don't really take their opinion into uh, consideration too much. With that, let's move into the picks. By, by the way, this has been an incredibly long day for me. This morning, I woke up at 7 a.m. to a text from my sister in our family group chat that she, she was getting a rapid COVID test today. And the line outside the, the place was like Yeah, they're long as fuck. She was supposed to be waiting there for seven hours. So I had to drive my ass down into Rutgers with blankets, coats, hats, gloves, stop to get her hot chocolate. This is all this is all what I had to do this morning. Um, yeah, you're the family you're the family bitch, right? I, they, they, they really they really <laughs> been working you these days. Every time after he leaves, I gotta go get my family dinner. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta earn my keep now. It's really it's really a scene. You know, just thinking about things you got to be thankful for. So, Mr. and Mrs. Santip, if you're listening, be thankful for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just feel like I've been I've been holding things together. I've been holding down the fort recently. And this Did they listen? So, uh, I don't think so. Really? My dad may. I don't know my mom. I, I, my Sarah dad, does. My dad, my dad always listens. Sarah listens. Because Sarah's, you know, she's got no the phone. No one listens. So. Yeah, no one's got the... Uh... My parents, they they can't be bothered. Um... It's a shame. It is. It missing, is. Missing good insight. They really are. They really are. Well, it was funny because we were in the car. Uh, I was in the car with my dad when Ohio State went up 35-7. to seven. Um, And I guess he had overheard. Like, you you called me, like, earlier in the game like earlier in the game or whatever. And my dad was like, was like what, what is Colin calling you about? I was like, I, I don't know. Like, Colin and I are on Ohio State minus 20 and a half. Like, like, we're pumped. He was like, well, you know, if you ever feel like you have, like, good intel, like, you can tell me, like, what side to bet. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking do that because, like, like, I don't want you is to lose money. No, he doesn't. And he's, like, very anti-gambling then anyway. how is he? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's just trying to, like – be cool like he gets disgusted when they talk about lines on college game day and it's like <laughs> it's like dad like here here's the one thing this that is people, the future it, it is this the is the future is now old man. bingo this is the future <laughs> honestly like this is the future of sports and i think like in the in the 70s and 80s and, and 90s even like when they were growing up like there was a connotation about bookies and gambling it was yeah. kind of part of that like Ah, sleazy shit. That is not what it is anymore. It is mainstream. It's totally regulated. Like this is yeah. this is the way sports are going. There's nothing wrong with it, and you know it, it's better this way because in yeah, legal instead, books, instead of getting your knees taken yeah. out by uh, random Italian, like you've got <laughs> you've got DraftKings, yeah. like where you've already had to put your money exactly. So you can't you're bet on credit. You're betting yes, exactly. You're not betting on credit, which is the key. Yeah, and, don't um, bet on credit. No, <laughs> do not bet on credit. Um, now, if one of the, if one of the 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 main sports books wanted to sponsor us, we could really promote them. Promote one book over the other, but <laughs> we're not we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um. With with that, with that, let's. That'd be nice. That would be awesome. That way we'd, we. I would maybe I, get some like VIP seats to some games. That would be, that would be really I mean, cool. They, they would love us. Like we're 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 losing money. 
Could you imagine if like FanDuel was like, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sponsor you. We'd only we'd only give out FanDuel lines." Like, I'm da- I would 100 percent be down for that. Although yeah. we, we, we gotta get, get, we gotta get line line anymore. <laughs> You'd have to like sneak it in. That exactly. is a better line. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. I got the random, random generator. generator. Let's go. ACC, Big Ten, American, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, and other. And we're starting this week with the Big 12. Okay. Big 12. A lot of good games in the Big 12 this week. Are there? I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh. What? Oklahoma, West Virginia just got postponed. Really? Fuck. Was that, a, was that a game you had? No, but I, I want to. I wanted to talk about that game. I thought that game was interesting. So, the, wow. So the um the biggest game in the Big Twelve is a Friday afternoon noon game. I love it. Awesome. Texas minus one against Iowa State. Colin, go ahead, take it away. Okay. So, oh. that, I got some research <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Going to his notebook. Yeah. So. Line opened at two and a half. I, I believe it. It is now. Is it one or is, is it pick a pick them? I'm seeing pick them on the. I'll tell you what I can get. Game. What's? Oh, Texas! I'm getting Texas plus one is the best line you can really? get on Texas. Okay, so. And you can also get Iowa State plus one and a half. That's the best line. So you actually could could. Could, could, could probably arbitrage, arbitrage it. Yeah. Well, I don't the, think you would because then the money lines would both be like minus one hundred four, yeah, minus so one hundred seven. I'm actually not betting stupid. on the game in this. Oh, okay. You got a total. Yeah. What's the best? What's the best over under you got? Let's see. What do you want? The over or the under? I want the under. Fifty-six and a half. Okay, that's what I placed at. So, all right, all right so go so, ahead. Yeah, so this is a this is actually a really interesting game because opened at sixty-one. Yeah, um, these teams are in incredibly weird spots right now, right? So Iowa State has been consistently good, but not great for these past couple of years under Matt Campbell, and right now they're six and two. Just had a blowout win over Kansas State, and now they're going on to the road to Texas, who is also five and two, and was just just a couple weeks ago the fire Tom Herman chants yeah. were were echoing throughout Austin, and they died down a little bit. But if they lose this game, they're back in full throttle yeah. because they're not recruiting. They just lost that a uh, five star quarterback to Ohio State, yeah. and this is just. They're getting Matt home, and Texas is coming off. I think it's, it's three straight wins. Yeah, since uh, since the loss to Oklahoma, they beat Baylor, not impressive. Beat Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State, which was an impressive win at the time, and then had a struggle win against West Virginia. But West Virginia, we know, is pretty good. And the reason I'm on the under here is because Texas's defense has turned a. Turn it around. Chris Ash. Chris Ash. Yeah, Chris Ash. The, uh, has a uh, notable hater on this podcast mm-hmm. named uh, Justin Santu. Yep. And he has allowed 16, 34 to Oklahoma State. But in that overtime. Was, that, was, uh, that was an overtime, and that was a little – they didn't score in overtime, so not really. Okay. But that, that, that game, Spencer Sanders threw for four touchdowns and 400 yards, which I don't know how sustainable that is. But the thing is, this Texas defense – is not great at defending the pass. What they are really good at is shutting down the run 
And they did that against West Virginia, allowing 46 yards to uh, 47 yards to Lee Brown, who was one of the best running backs in the the country. Yeah. And now they are facing another team with one of the best running backs in the country, Brees Hall. I think he's leading the country in rushing yards. He's certainly up there. And I think they are going to be able to shut down Brees Hall. And the thing is, it's going to come down to if Brock Purdy can air it out against Texas. And I think he can. He's a really good he's a really good uh quarterback and he, he's been very good for Ohio, Iowa State. But I think when you're able to shut down one aspect of their game in a very close game like this, they're going to be able to keep the score, keep Iowa State from scoring at will. And Texas's offense has not been fantastic. Like they they they're good enough that I don't worry about like in the same way I worried about Kansas State being able to keep up with Iowa State. I think Texas can have long drives, but I don't know how many points they're actually going to end up putting on the board. And if you look at these past three games, so in 2019, the final score, Iowa State 23, Texas 21. 2018, mm-hmm. final score, Texas 24, Iowa State 10. And in 2017, final score, Texas 17, Iowa State 7. Mm-hmm. Like These are very low-scoring low scoring games. It's going to be in Texas. You know, it gets a little windy in Texas this time of year. I like the under, but this this game in general is, is really it's really interesting because I think it's very hard to to put my finger on which team is actually going to win this game. Yeah, well, that's why it's a pick them pretty much. Yeah. So, um, I have nothing. Uh, I lean Arizona State. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State. State. L- listen to this fucking guy. <laughs> listen to this guy coming out here unprepared, ready to sit on the ball again. Take another knee. I lean Iowa State. I lean Arizona State tonight in college basketball. <laughs> I lean Iowa State. I think they are really hitting their stride and they're playing for a little more. Um, although Tom Herman, if you get him as a dog, this is where he thrives. Yeah, yeah, he Tom Herman thrive as, as a dog. dog. Um, in big games, like he's really good at getting his team up for big games. So that's why I'm and with you. Home. Like, yeah, that's why I'm with you. And, you know, COVID in Austin. Yeah. Um, I like oil and water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't I don't necessarily like I think Iowa State's the better team, but I think it's a good spot for Texas. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? coming off of a postponed game against Kansas. Yep. So they're they're as healthy as they've been all season. They're on a three game winning streak, which has kind of got under the radar because Oklahoma's having their renaissance right yep. now. So not a lot of people are paying attention to this. But this the thing is why I don't I'm not Taking Texas is because Iowa State's a really good team, so they, I, I'm feel more comfortable being on the under than I would be on Texas. But I, I lean Texas. The only other thing I want to add on this game is the weakest part of Iowa State is their pass defense, and I feel like that is a strength of Texas. Yeah, with Ellinger, with Ellinger and Brennan Eagles, and I just feel like I don't know. Big game noon Friday. I mean. I, Probably going to be watching it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely going to be watching this. Noon on Friday, lead up to the Notre Dame UNC game. That's, oh, a, that's a great Friday slate. There's probably going to be some college hoops on also, but we'll see. <laughs> um, what college hoops games are going to be on? Like, there can't be anything as good as, good as this. Uh, are we really going there? Because I, I, I'm sure there are. You really think there's a game as good as Texas-Iowa State? Yeah, hang on. I'll, get, I'll tell you exactly what, 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 what game is going on. <clears throat> Friday at a, at a, 
11, Auburn, Gonzaga. That's pretty good. Then Seton Hall, Louisville, and the Ave at four. Anyway. But, yeah. No, this is just <laughs> – This college football This pod. is interesting, too, because Iowa State – like, Texas is the way more talented team. If you look at the 24 Are they? Okay. Sports okay. composite. Texas is number five in the country, and Iowa State is number 57. Yep. But Iowa State's a well-coached team. And it's just weird because Iowa State's good, but I think a lot of these – Big 12 teams are good because they play Big 12 teams. You know, like that's fair. Out of, like Kansas State, not great. Oklahoma State, not great. Like yeah. th- these yeah. teams aren't great. True. And Texas isn't great, but they have more talent and they're at home. And I think that that should help them out. I have no play on the side. Colin has the under 56 and a half. Moving on Saturday in the Big 12, Oklahoma State minus 11 at home against Texas Tech. I do not have a play here, but I lean Texas Tech plus 11. Yeah, I don't have a play on this. I so here's what I think is interesting. I think something clicked for Texas Tech when they put Alan Bowman back in the game, and they looked a little bit more competent. I want to say offensively, and I think we're starting to see Oklahoma State, like the true Oklahoma State. They're really nothing special. They defend. They've got a pretty good run game, but they, they don't trust either of their quarterbacks, whether it's Spencer no. Sanders or Shane Ellingsworth. They don't trust either of them to move the ball down the field. So Oklahoma State's not unless you're playing Kansas. They're not going out and and blowing anybody out the way like an Iowa State could or an Oklahoma could because they just don't have that kind of offensive firepower. So I think there's a chance that Texas Tech can score just enough to keep it interesting because even though Texas Tech doesn't have a great defense, it's hard for me to envision Oklahoma State scoring Scoring more than 30. Yeah. And then Texas Tech just has to score three touchdowns, although but there is that chance that Oklahoma State has this great defense and Texas Tech's offense really has been kind of shitty. That's why I lean Texas Tech, and I think the line is a little shaky. Like, I think you look at three and five Texas Tech ranked Oklahoma State that was in the college football playoff conversation three, four weeks ago. And I think you can look at it and be like, oh, Oklahoma State should be able to cover that at home. Eh, not so fast. Like, I think Texas Tech can hang in there. That's all. But I'm it, not a play for me or anything, but that's that's interesting. There's another line that stinks a little this one closer down. This one a lot. This one or, or Kansas State Baylor? I thought Kansas State yeah, Baylor. Yeah, let's move. So you've got nothing else on Texas Tech, Oklahoma no, State? No, I like I, I mean, I guess like Oklahoma State is coming off of an embarrassing loss, and now they're going to be home. So like, this is like either a rally the troops or your season really falls apart. So like, it will be interesting to see where that. Which Mike Gundy comes uh, yeah. comes to coach in in Stillwater? Um, yeah, this line stinks. Baylor one in five. Baylor minus five and a half at home against Kansas State, and I want to take Baylor so oh, badly. Yeah, I do too. If you play it, I'll play it. You are ridiculous. I don't want. I, you're just you're just sitting on it. You're sitting on the lead. But you like it too. Yeah, but you you're. Are you gonna play it? Are you gonna play? It? I'll play it. You won't play it because I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I don't want to be on the same lines as you. What? I gotta catch up. <laughs> it's a consensus play, is it not? Yeah, it is. It is. It's all about identifying the snake. This line stinks. Everybody's gonna look at this and be like, "Can you pull a pregame and see what the see what the bet money percentage is?" First of all, it's a primetime game at Baylor. They've started to kind of show signs the last few weeks. Cash on Baylor, 62% of tickets. On Baylor? Yeah. Hmm. Sus. 45. They did Kansas State did just lose 45-0. That's true, but and they have a quarterback issue. Both quarterbacks had the single-digit QBRs. So here's here's the thing. Baylor has slowly been getting better as the season's gone on, right? They almost beat Iowa State. They hung tough there. Yeah. They should have beaten Texas Tech. They blew that game over. Like, they, they totally blew it. Now here they are, 1-5, home game, under the lights. 
like Waco, Texas, fans in the stands, and K-State comes in four and four, and you're like, Kansas State should be able to roll Baylor. Why are they dogs? And you hammer that money line. Because Kansas State's offense sucks. But on the other end, Kansas State's offense is atrocious. This line stinks to shit. And I think at this point you got to take Baylor minus five and a half just because the line stinks and it feels like even though Kansas State has a better record, the teams are kind of moving in opposite yeah, directions. Yeah, yeah. And also it's just like the, I, I also lean the under. What's the total? 46. Okay. Like this game this game could be like – What's the best line I can get us? I think it'll be five and a half. Consensus five and a half. Yeah. Oh! Get a five? Get a five? No. Yeah, uh, this this this, this game is it's it's what Santu said. It stinks. The line is at home. Baylor is been kind of playing well recently, and Kansas State they don't have they don't have an offense. They've got blown out in games they've gone to where the team has a good defense. And Baylor, say what you will, they have a pretty good defense, and their offense is pretty bad. But like. They still have Charlie Brewer. They still have something there. Yeah, and I, I think they've got a they've got a pretty good coach in Arnada 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 Aranda Aranda Dave Aranda. Yeah. So yeah, who has fixed their defense? Their defense is playing well. Line stinks. Stinks. <laughs> Give me the Bears. Yeah. All right. Baylor minus five and a half. First consensus play. And I guarantee you'll have a few more. <laughs> What this is? Don't hate me because you you think you're a sharp better and I think I'm a sharp better. We see the same thing and we're like, oh, like it's a little group thinky, but like, I mean that, that that's a play. This is what we've been talking about all year. You know what I mean? Like yeah. finding the stink and there it is. Final line in the Big Twelve. There's really nothing to say about it because I don't have a play, but it's TCU minus twenty four and a half. At Kansas, if anything, I actually lean the Jayhawks plus twenty four and a half. What do you think? <laughs> Am I crazy? No, because because who the f- Kansas has got to get a win, right? Or is it, they go and winless again. I mean, they they, they don't have to have a win. Winless ATS. I don't think they they haven't covered. I think they're zero and seven ATS. Yeah. Well, this line is low. This line is low. For- it's not that low. There was a time where we were where I was taking Oklahoma State minus twenty and a half against Kansas. Yeah. And TCU is not good. No, they're not. But. <laughs> Kansas is really bad. Yeah, I can't. I can't play these big lines. I'm sure some people will definitely make some money betting on TCU here, <laughs> and there's going to be some idiots that are on Kansas. I'm thinking about Kansas. Yeah. No play. I'm not going to play it. Come on, play. No, I, I, I don't. But I can't. I can't consciously make the thing Kansas is. Play. This is Kansas has like one random game in the year where the other team is just not ready and they're like not playing for it, and Kansas like fuck. It's it's tied at half, and they're like, we have a chance to win this game. And then sometimes they do win that game, and other times they end up 0-12. So I think this seems like one of those games. It really does because it's a home Saturday night. Exactly. Like I think think Les Miles has to be saying, guys, look, you suck. But there was one time a year where you guys can figure it out and play a competent football game and at least give the fans four quarters of enjoyment instead of like – you know, one quarter. Go have fun. Has Kansas been getting better? I mean, let me look no, at that. No, no. But they're off of a bye. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> FPI says TCU is a ninety-four percent chance of winning. Also, uh, what was it? Just oh a God. note for the Texas 
Iowa coming. State game. Kansas' quarterback hasn't thrown a touchdown pass all season. <laughs> Tom Herman is 7-1 and one after a bye against the spread. Happy you were eight, three, four years. Hmm. Sorry, that was, that was some Kirk Herbstrand analysis <laughs> on ESPN.com. <laughs> credit where credit's due. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually lean Kansas, but it's it's not play, a play. Play, I'm, play, I'm, play, I'm, play. I'm not going to give him this peer pressure, buddy. <laughs> like, you want this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. All right, moving on, next conference. Yeah. Maybe on Texas Friday afternoon, by the way. That, that is intriguing to me, especially if I can get him as a dog. Plus value. All right, next conference. Let's see what we got here. Head to the random yeah, dinner. I, I want. I want to take Texas and the under, but the last time I did that was the Virginia Tech game, and that was just brutal. Yeah, the double double dipping is tough. Yeah, don't double dip. Don't. Although I'd rather do it for. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. Big Ten. Okay, let's do it. Big Ten. Boo, 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 boo. All right, let's start with the Friday game. Nebraska at Iowa. Iowa 13.5-point favorites. Feels like it's a little high for me, um, just based on talent on both sides. Like, is Iowa really two touchdowns better than Nebraska? But then again, the Cornhuskers are in free fall. They don't know who the hell their quarterback is. Like, Martinez sucked. McCaffrey sucks. Like, they just got destroyed by Illinois on their home field, and now they're going to go to Iowa, who's kind of clicking. Feels like a feels like a tough spot to bet Nebraska, but two touchdowns still for whatever reason feels a little high to me. I have no play. Yeah, I do have a play. I'm taking Iowa with the points. Mm. Might be a little bit of a square play. Uh, it seems a little square, but the thing is, explain. Iowa is at home, and it's a it's a one o'clock game. Iowa's playing well, and here's the thing about Nebraska is they may figure it out, and they're not like. They're not as bad as a team that just lost 41-23 to to Illinois because in the Ohio State game, they played decently. They played well against Northwestern, and Penn State, that game was misleading because they really got lucky to win that game. But they're not as bad as the team that just showed up, and I was not as good as the team that just blew up Penn State. And I was also coming off of, like, back three blowouts in a row Mm. after two early losses. Like, this Iowa team isn't great. But they are at home, and I just don't see Nebraska scoring. And I think Iowa has a good enough defense that no matter who they put out there, I think Martinez might actually start. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I don't see Nebraska being able to score. This is a game that I could be completely wrong on. And I if, if you're going to play Nebraska, like you might as well play the money line because if this this, this game yeah. is either going to be an Iowa blowout or Nebraska's going to win. That's fair. Um yeah, Iowa minus thirteen and a half. That's that's a lot of points to lay with a Kirk Ferentz team. Yeah, it is. It is, and they they could they could use like Nebraska has a pretty decent defense as we talked about before, but I just don't think Nebraska will be able to score at all. You're loading up on the Friday slate, Kyle. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Spencer Petras season for Iowa. Um, moving on in the Big Ten because I really don't have anything else to add. I think it's interesting that you're on Iowa minus thirteen and a half. I think it's interesting. Why? What do you think is interesting? Because because that is you mentioned it on the surface. It's a square play. It is. You acknowledged it, but you went a little bit deeper into why, which I, I just think it's interesting. Yeah, it's just like I, there's been too many plays that I've looked at as on a surface as a square play that are the right play, and you just haven't dug yeah. deep enough into it. And this just feels like 
this Nebraska team is really in disarray. And, like, I think Scott Frost is a pretty good coach, but he hasn't shown that much outside of one season at UCF. And both these – their quarterbacks are really bad. And I was clicking right now. They're at home. If this is at Nebraska, I'd be much more – I'd be much scareder of this game. But this is – this just seems like a AI team that's really good. And I don't – I just don't see Nebraska scoring at all. That's and fair. the fact is that I'm relying on Spencer Peters. So they could lose this game outright. Yes. I, Spencer Peters, but also the Iowa run game. The Iowa run game. Which I'm, is really I'm more, good. What I'm more relying on is Iowa has a good defense, yeah. and I don't see Nebraska scoring more than like – I think max Nebraska scores is 20. Let me see what number I can get you. I got, I got a 13 last night. I don't know if it's still available. Let's see. But I got to make a lot of plays to catch up, so I got to I got to I got to buck the uh, buck the yeah, consensus. Thirteen and a half, a couple times. Um, Ohio State minus twenty and twenty eight and a half at Illinois. I kind of lean Illinois plus twenty eight and a half, well. but I don't have a play because Ohio State needs to make a statement. That's the problem. Ohio State needs to make a statement, and I think there was a lot of times in that Indiana game where Ohio State was clearly the more talented and better team. And could do what they want, but it seemed like, you know what it reminded me of a little bit is what? in 2018, 2018 Notre Dame beat Michigan at home, and the next game they played Ball State. Mm-hmm. I think was it the next game or was it the game after? Let me look at that. I know they also had a close game against Vanderbilt. No, all right. So it's the next game they played. Ball State at coming off of a massive win against a Michigan team who I think was actually favored. And that was like that was like when the Jim Harbaugh hype was at its premium. And they get Ball State at home, and the coaching staff, Chip Long, decides he's going to try to make Brandon Winbush a throwing quarterback and keep him in the pocket and sit back there and throw the ball. And Brandon Winbush cannot throw the ball no matter how bad the defense is. And Ball State had a very bad defense. But the fact that they couldn't throw the ball, they just – they were like – they Notre Dame tied their arm behind their back to try to get Brandon Winbush to do this because they knew they were going to need it in bigger games. And the fact was he couldn't do it. And that kind of seems like what Ohio State – was doing was they were they they were rushing with Master Teague and they were kind of tying their arm on their back and saying Justin Field beat him with your arm and he couldn't and now the thing is they may realize this now and go okay we don't need to try this again let's just run the ball and let's just beat him like a drum but there's also the fact that it's Illinois and they might try it again and try to make it like they they could if they don't adjust the game plan again this game can be close. But if they do, they can run all, all over Illinois, and they've got a great defense. There's just uh, not a great defense, but a talented defense. Ohio State's strength right now defensively is their run D, and the only thing Illinois really does well on offense is run the football. So I think that's a tough matchup for Illinois. But twenty-eight and a half is a lot. Of it's points. a lot of points. So it's a lot of points. And what is Ohio State has covered the Nebraska game? Yep, that's and it. That's it. Yeah, right. Both they played. Nebraska, they didn't cover against Rutgers. Rutgers. They didn't cover against Indiana. They they covered against Penn State. Despite, Penn State, depending on where you got the number. Yeah, yeah, it was it was and and look at this Penn State team. Yep. 
So are they is Ohio State overrated because of their name? Like maybe I think I think there is, but I think it's also the thing to think about in the Big Ten at least is teams figure it out as the season goes on. So Oklahoma, we look at them right now and they figured it out. Yep. Ohio State has just started playing, so they ha- this is their this is the fifth game. Yep. They haven't figured it out yet. This is the this team Ohio State is right now is going to be very different from the team that is going to be playing in the Big Ten championship and in the playoff. Um. 80% of the money on Ohio State, 56% of the bets are on Illinois. So there's a huge, huge ticket to money disparity. Yeah, and I, I think that makes sense because you look at it on the surface and you go, Ohio State just struggled against Indiana and Illinois just beat a very average Nebraska team, but still it's a big win for Illinois. On the road and, in Nebraska. And they just beat Rutgers the game before that, and Rutgers is well. pretty decent. Yeah. So. I think that makes sense, but there's also the factor that Ohio State is very capable of blowing this game open, but I do wonder about them having completely found their identity yet and then still trying to force Justin Fields to do something that he can't do. I have no interest in playing it. I think everything we said can – like I think there are a wide range of scenarios. Sure, Illinois can keep it close, but also the Buckeyes can can destroy them. And Ohio State needs style points, so if – if Ohio State is up forty-two to fourteen entering the fourth quarter, you can't expect them to, to yeah, sit on the ball. It's not like they're not going to like Indiana like, has a much better defense than Illinois as well, so they're true. not going to be able to put. Even if Justin Fields wasn't good in that game, they're not going to be able to put the pressure onto Justin Fields that Indiana was able to. Yeah, definitely. Indiana minus eleven and a half at home against Maryland. Um, I kind of like Maryland plus eleven and a half, although the COVID situation worries me. Yeah, I like Maryland as well, but I don't have enough confidence in yep. Maryland to be playing them on the road against a good Indiana team. Yep. Because like this Maryland team has looked really good. They beat Minnesota. They beat Penn State, but Minnesota stinks and Penn State stinks, and they also still did get blown out by Northwestern, who's good, but 43-3 is inexcusable no matter how good the team is. And now they're coming off of – Ohio State and Michigan State cancellations to go on the road to Indiana. Indiana's coming off of a big rally to troops game where they played really well. And Tom Herman's – or not Tom Herman, uh, Tom Kurt, Tom Allen. Tom Allen. Too many Toms. Too many. Uh, is, is, you just mix sports up there. Yeah, Tom Kurt, <laughs> Indiana. Tom, yeah, Indiana. Uh, George in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Been a long day, but he uh, wasn't out. But the funny thing is, is he, he wasn't in Indiana as their basketball yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not just a random Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's got like they 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 fought back in that game, and he's got a big like rally of troops. Look how good we are now. Let's show the world we are still this good. Let's blow out a good Maryland team. And honestly, do I trust Mike Loxie yet? No, no, of course. Do not. I trust Tua? T- 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 I, I have Talia. I have a counterpoint to that. I have a counterpoint to that. Yes, Tom Allen just got them all revved up. They had this 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 awesome third quarter, fourth quarter, almost came back and stole it at Ohio State because yeah. they would have stolen. Indiana they won that game. Was, they stole. Indiana ha- actually had possession down a touchdown, and if they march down the field and score a touchdown, they tie it. They're going. Yes, they, they go. For, they don't. They don't tie it. They go so for there's two. There's no way they're winning that game. Exactly. So having said all of that, they just had this emotional comeback near miss that essentially ended their hopes of a college football playoff. Could they be due for a letdown? That's the thing. 
they can, and this Indiana team, we mentioned this before, they're not that good. Like, their stats are pretty yeah. disparate from their record. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And there is a lot of things that are wrong with this Indiana team. It's just I can't trust Maryland laying 11.5 on the road yet. I don't have enough trust in Mike Loxley. I don't have enough trust in uh, Talia to be able to lay 11.5 points on the road against a very good Indiana team. But this does it, – it is it does seem like a letdown spot. It does – there's a lot of things. I just have my doubts on Maryland still because those two wins, while very good, they could have they could be flashing the pan and this Maryland team could go back. We could be looking at this at the end of the season and remembering when I compared them to Kansas. Um. Probably not. No, no, no. But, but I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy the hype yet. Yeah, I'm I think you. if they perform well in this game, I think you can start to buy some Maryland hype. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I just look at the spot and I think, I think Maryland could keep it close, but I'm not. I, I'm but I also, right. I think, I think that's baked into this line, right? This, this spot is baked in this line because if this is a regular game where they're not coming off of Ohio State game, this line's probably 14, right? No, I don't think so. I don't. It's like it's like the Notre Dame BC. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're a letdown," but that's why that line was fourteen and not twenty-one. I also thought that line was accurate. It should have been fourteen. Yeah, but that, that's why. If, if, if I think this one, line's pretty accurate, also, which is why I'm staying away. Yeah, I think this would be fourteen if if it wasn't the letdown. Like, I think there's a couple points already baked in. Like, if you've thought about it, Vegas has thought about it. Um, sure. Uh. I'm with you though. You, I'm not. I'm not ready to back Mike Loxley ever. Um, Michigan minus two at home against Penn State. Thoughts? Go ahead. You can start. Yeah, no, you start. You started off, Mister. Uh, I like Michigan. Day. Yeah, yeah. I like Michigan. I think they found their quarterback. And um, I'm spacing on his name. Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara. He played very well against Rutgers. I think he fits their offense a little bit better because he's more of a. He's more of a – he's not – I don't want to say he's not a physical, like, darling, if you will, the way Joe Milton was. He's just – Physical darling. Yeah, like Joe what, Milton. What a, <laughs> very, when, when have those words ever been put together in a sentence? <laughs> Who has ever said, oh, a physical darling? Darling is what, like, your grandma calls your, your – uh, My grandpa? No, your, like, little nephew. <laughs> okay, well, he's not – Joe Milton's a physical, a physical specimen. specimen. He's yeah, a specimen. That's what you were looking for. No, I, I, I had specimen. I just, I thought Darling would be a yeah, little you, more. You thought, I, I thought, thought it'd be creative. You thought it was a little more eloquent. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Like I thought it was cute. I thought it'd be like, oh wow, well, he's not running the mill. Like it's, it's like a, it's like a. <laughs> he no. really thought about those words. Anyway, Joe Milton has a cannon. He's <laughs> a cannon. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. But. I think he's having a hard time reading defenses, and that's where Cade McNamara comes in. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's accurate. He makes quick decisions. He's a battler, and I think the way this season has gone for Michigan, that's what they need at quarterback. They need somebody who they can believe in, and I think Michigan found its footing in the run game in the second half against Rutgers. I think they figured out a way to get their skill position players the ball a little more. Um, Now, I'm concerned about their defense. However, that concern is – mitigated because Penn State has not proven that they are anywhere near where we thought they could have been offensively. So I really like Michigan. I think they, they're they 2-3 and three and they're playing for more. 
than Penn State, who's 0-5. Yeah, I agree. I'm also on Michigan, so this is a consensus play. Consensus play! But I also do like the over a little bit here. What is it? 58-and-a-half. And Mm. here's the thing is – I think this Michigan offense has a lot of talent, and I get this Penn State defense is really good and has a lot of talent as well. But I think when you go talent against talent, you always lean offense. I think Michigan found somebody in Cade McNamara. I wonder a little bit about – I've talked about this uh, on the last podcast. Is was Do you think – who do you think chose the starting quarterback for Michigan this year? Was it Gaddis or was it Harbaugh? Gaddis. You think so? So here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you caught this. Why did you? I don't know how much of the Rutgers Michigan game. I just saw the overtime. Oh well, you missed out on most of the most of the fun, but whatever. Um, Actually, I saw I saw Rutgers send it to overtime, which was also awesome. At the beginning of the game, the beginning of the game, they showed this Harbaugh giving McNamara like a crazy pep talk, like slapping his shoulders, like his helmet, like like let's go, let's go, and then they send. Joe Milton out at quarterback, which I thought was really interesting. Like, what quarterback, what head coach is hyping up the backup quarterback? Like, if he thought that Joe Milton, like, that makes no sense. If Joe Milton just start, you should only, let me just say this. I'm, I'm mumbling over my words because I have a very passionate thing to say right now. You should only start the fucking quarterback if you envision him finishing the game. Like, that should be, you should not have a starting quarterback take the first snap without being 100% confident that he is. The guy that's going to end up finishing the game. And if, look, obviously things can change, but like you don't hype up your backup quarterback, right? If you don't think that there's a chance that, oh, you, you may have to come in and be, you know, our Prince Charming and save the fucking day. That was just weird. So yeah. that leads me to believe that Gaddis thinks Milton, like, actually likes Milton's skill set and Harbaugh just wants to freaking win. Like, that's my opinion. Uh, that, that's interesting because I've been, I talked about Dylan McCaffrey before. Yep. I really think Dylan McCaffrey was. A mistake to not. I, I really think he should be started for Michigan right now, and I think it was a mistake to let him go. Where do you think he's gonna end up? I have no idea. Ruddy, but that would be good. That would be that would be a very good pickup. I, I, would, I would like that a lot for Rutgers. Yeah. But I want that's so I, I was wondering because I trust. I think Gaddis is a good offensive coordinator. I probably Stanford. But I, I I wonder about like. I yeah. wonder about if Harbaugh has his hands on the offense or if there's something going on. And the fact that Kane McNamara came in makes me even more like passionate about the Dylan McCaffrey should be starting. But here's the thing is I think Michigan's offense is good, and I think that Cade is the quarterback for them. The defense, however, is just absolutely awful. And what Penn State can do and what Penn State loves to do is chuck – like this. What, what people have found out against John Brown, or Don Brown finally this year – is that he puts his corners on islands, and if you have wide receivers that can make plays, you can throw it up to them, and you're either going to get pass interference or a catch every play. Yeah. And yeah. Th- that's Penn State's offense. Sean Clifford chucks the ball up, and Dotson comes down with it. So I think they're going to be able to score a lot on Michigan, but I think two is too small of a number. I think more this game should be more like four and a half. Yeah. And I think I'm getting under three points for Michigan to win. I think they will win, but I also do think this game will go over as well. I'm not taking that, but I might, I may double dip on game day. I really like the other, and the, we talked a lot about what's at stake on the football field, but I also like the motivation yeah. edge. Michigan still is Ohio State, which is the game of the year on the calendar. They have a chance to salvage the season with a winning record, get to a bowl game, 
and they are playing a bunch of young guys like to kind of rally and improve and use as crazy as, as it sounds, use a win over Rutgers as, as a springboard. springboard yeah. Cause Penn state doesn't have a springboard and they just got blown out by yeah, Iowa. Iowa. And now they're 0-5 and, and whatever hope you have of playing in a bowl game is now kind of shot. Like the best they're going to do is finish three and five, four and five. The thing is though, for Penn state, this is still their season because even though Michigan's two and three and not very good, Penn State is looking at this like we have a chance to beat Michigan at the big house. This is like we love to beat Michigan at the big house. They haven't beat Michigan. This series has been splitting. Michigan wins at home and then Penn State wins at home. So this is their opportunity to break the break the split, break the tie. So I think and I we've talked about it before. I think James Franklin is pretty good at hyping up his players. But when you're 0 and 5 versus when you're 2 and 3 and coming off of a win with a new quarterback, we talked about this when Notre Dame played Florida State. The new quarterback energizes the offense in a way it hasn't, and we've talked about it with Georgia too, because now they are ready to go, and they're like that brings a whole it, it breathes new life into a team. When you're out there and your quarterback's chucking the ball around and you're sucking, you go, "What the fuck? Like this is awful." And then you got a new guy out there, like, "Let's show what we can do." This is our team is still good, you know. When you've got beaten down so many times before yeah. that, then you don't have any hope. You're like, "He's still not going to make. He's not going to find me if I'm open." The only counterpoint to that, and now I'm just. Thinking back and, and tracing my own thoughts, there is now game film on Cade McNamara, which there previously was not really. Yeah. Right? Rutgers prepared for Joe Milton and shut down Joe Milton. Well, I mean, maybe Joe Milton sucks. That's probably part of it. But Rutgers, Joe Milton and Cade McNamara are very different quarterbacks. Now there's film on, on McNamara. Will that impact his ability and his – I think he'll it could. Come down, he'll come down to earth a little bit, but I think – this is his first game starting. They're at home. They're coming off a win. I think that energy is going to be within Michigan. And I, I like. I still think Harbaugh's a decent coach. I of have, course. I, this, this team is just like deeply flawed. And yep. the other thing is this Penn State team. Like, I don't think James Franklin's a bad coach. I don't think he's. A I great think coach. I think he is a bad. Really, coach. I don't think he's a great in-game coach. Well, do you think? Let me ask you this: If this turns into X's and O's, right, exclusively, like take recruiting, take motivation, take take game planning out of it. If this comes down to X's and O's in game, I'm taking Harbaugh over Franklin every single time. I, without I question. Take, I take Harbaugh. Harbaugh coached in a fucking Super Bowl. Yes, yes. I take I take Harbaugh as well. But I don't think like I think James Franklin makes some head scratching decisions, but I still don't think he's like head scratching, not hair scratching for James Franklin. It's a ball joke. Yeah, we got it. You didn't laugh. I thought it was funny. All right. Because <laughs> you didn't you, you didn't have the comedic pause. You know, like when when you're a really good comedian, you gotta you gotta pause so the audience gather and then laugh. You just go head scratching because he's bald. I didn't say bald. I said head scratching, not a hair scratch. Explain the joke and didn't give any time for for any laughing. Michigan State is a 13 and a half point home dog against Northwestern. Sorry, just wrap a bow on Michigan. We both had Michigan minus two as a consensus play. Boom. Michigan State, 13 and a half point dog at home against Northwestern. What do you think? This is weird. I I, I like the under 41 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's an ugly under. <laughs> Are you playing it? Um, not right now. I might, I may be by the end of the podcast. Okay. I'm going to see if you, you're able to get a couple more picks out there. <laughs> All right. It's in your bullpen area. In the on deck bullpen because here's the thing is 13 and a half is a lot to lay with the Northwestern team that can't score. 
Their yeah. offense is not good. And we talked about this, why we did take them against Maryland when we probably should have. But now every game since then, they've kind of proven it. No matter how bad the team is playing, their defense will keep a minute and their offense will do barely enough to win. But their offense isn't going to put up great numbers. And Michigan State is not good. They're rebuilding. But even under – even in the end of the D'Antonio era, they still had some dudes on defense. They still had a decent defense. And they're at home. They're coming off of a bye after getting shut out uh, at home against Indiana. Like, I don't I don't think they're going to score against Northwestern, but I don't think Northwestern's just going to run all over them. Like, if, if Michigan State scores seven points, I think that's a reasonable ask yeah. for the Michigan State offense. And I really doubt – Northwestern is putting up more than twenty-one. That's fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think honestly, I see like a twenty-four ten final score, and that keeps you a touchdown within the under. I have nothing else on that game, though. I have no play on either side. I think it's entirely plausible that Northwestern doesn't score enough to win by two touchdowns, and I think it's also entirely plausible that Michigan plausible that Michigan State doesn't score enough to keep it within two touchdowns. If that makes sense, yes. Which is why I lean yeah. the under, right? Yeah. Because neither of these teams are going to score, right? And that's why this line is only thirteen and a half because Michigan State is a really bad team. So bad. But Northwestern's offense is not good. So yeah. Plus, you have to imagine that at this point, Northwestern has done all they need to do to put themselves into a spot where a win over Ohio State is going to get them into the comfortable playoff. They're not going to fuck around, right? They're not going to They're fuck not, around. They're not, but here's the thing is teams like <laughs> – Colin almost just fell off his chair. Uh, teams like Northwestern, who aren't as talented yep. as other very good teams, every game in and game out is a struggle because they're not going to be able to out-talent Michigan State in a way that when – Michigan is rolling or Ohio State is rolling when Michigan State comes to town they just put the talent out there and in 60 minutes of just leaning on them with better players and getting better players in space Michigan State has to play perfect Northwestern is going to have to have a good game plan every week because they just aren't as talented that's actually a good point um but I don't anticipate them doing anything out of the ordinary to try to like. I don't think they need style points. Like they're not going to try to throw the ball. No, that's what, like, but yeah. that's that's why thirteen and a half is a lot I, yeah. to play with Northwestern, even Agreed. though Michigan State is not a good team. Final game: Purdue eleven and a half point favorites at home against Rutgers. Um, what do you think, Kyle? To, you you got to give some Rutgers takes. I want I want to hear this because if, if I'm going to do every breakdown when they lose. You 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 at least kind what do you of, mean? Kind of, I, kind of I give I, us the breakdown I, before they. That's lose. not fair. I touched on the game last week. All right. Um, I like Rutgers plus eleven and a half. They've proven that. I think Rutgers as a dog is an angle. They've been right there a lot. I think they're still a little undervalued. I think. I think they can hang in there with Purdue. I really do. I don't think there's a talent gap that's that big. There really isn't. Produce best defensive player, or defensive end, George Karlafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalaf
They've proven that they can take a hard loss like they did against Illinois, turn around and play a big, a hard game again and compete like they did against Michigan and play well. I think they can do it again. And I think they're close to getting a, a win. And I think that 11 and a half is just, it's, it's way, that's too many points. Sorry. That's just too many points. Purdue didn't win by seven against Illinois. Like, Purdue lost at Minnesota. Like um, that's too many points. I'm sorry. That is, that's too many points. So what? Um, no, I'm not playing Rodgers. Don't do that. You know that's not happening. But, but is it a play for you? I mean, you no. have to you have to agree with me on that. Like that so, is too many points. No, you're not playing Purdue either, are you? No, I'm not playing either side of this. But I do wonder a little bit about the letdown for Rutgers in a three-overtime We lost. That's the thing. There's yes. no letdown. There is a letdown. Nope. There's, there's an emotional letdown. Greg doesn't. As, yes, okay. Greg, Greg Schiano. Greg has letdowns after big wins. Yes. He does, but he doesn't have letdowns after okay, losses. Okay. Let me finish. <laughs> Greg Schiano, the savior of Rutgers football, can do no wrong. I didn't say that. Good, is a very good coach, but every coach, when you have a game where you go, you have the game won against Michigan, and you choke it away at the end at home, you are now going on the road to a Purdue team who's coming off of a tough loss, so they're going to be looking for this game. And it's, the, it's the same thing applies to Purdue. They hit the fucking game one also on the road to yes, Minnesota. Their, their, their game was very different because they already like th- that is that's a program changing win in the first. The no, first, it's not first year. No, of, it's not right, to beat Michigan as Rutgers is a very no, big win. Can I tell you why it's not? You were there the last time we beat Michigan. Yeah. Was it program changing? No. Think about what the hell happened since. Well, That's not program. It was Kyle Flood at the time, but yeah, still. But okay. No, I disagree with that. All right, all right, whatever. Whatever. It's a very big win that slipped through the grasps of Rutgers, and I do like. I. 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 I think. This is a letdown spot for Rutgers, but I'm not. It's going. also a letdown spot okay, for Purdue. Okay. If you're going to make that argument against Rutgers, you have to make the same. No, argument No, because I think I think Minnesota, a bad Minnesota team losing on the road is very different than losing at home to a bad Michigan team. There's there's a name value that is comes with Michigan that is very different than the name value that comes with Minnesota. I don't care if Minnesota is the better team, but they're not because I guess Michigan flew them out earlier in the year. Yeah, I I I, I actually disagree. Um, I don't think I think Purdue probably feels like they had a win taken from them. If anything, they're going to come out hungry. I think Rutgers is going to come out hungry. Yeah, I, that's I think, what I saw. I think, I think Purdue's going to come out hungry. They thought they. I think both teams are going to come out hungry. But I'm saying if you're going to make that argument about Rutgers coming out flat because they just had an emotional loss, well, Purdue just had the same thing. And I understand. I guess your point is that Michigan is more of a, a would would have been a better win than Minnesota would have been. But like, I don't know if I really buy that. I think Rutgers has to compete every week. But I, I could be wrong. Like we could get our asses kicked on Saturday. But I. Don't see a talent talent gap there that is worth eleven and a half points. And I think I think the books are sleeping on Rutgers right now. I, I think that is a disrespect. I feel disrespected by that line. I think it's wrong. Okay. I think it's wrong. I'm I think play, Rutgers, play. I'm not gonna play, but I think Rutgers I actually think Rutgers is extremely live as an underdog also. I think okay. we can go out and win. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that's not true. I just think this Purdue team is pretty good and I think this is a letdown spot for so That's the crux of it. Any, like you think Purdue's good, I don't think Purdue's good. That's like that's the difference. Like, I don't yeah. think Purdue's any good. Yeah, I think Purdue's pretty good. And I think they've got a pretty good head coach. I think they've got a pretty good offense. And I do think this is a letdown spot for Rutgers. But I mean Greg Shannon's a great coach. He should have him ready to go. I don't know. 11 11's a lot, but it's, it's not that much. Points. 14 it, it, a 14 point loss is very feasible. Like on to the next conference. 35-21. Doesn't sound unreasonable to you? Um, you mean Rutgers winning 35-21? Okay. 
No, I do. What do I think? If you ask me, gun to my head, what do I think the final score is going to be on Saturday? I'm going to tell you Rutgers 24, uh, Purdue 21. I think we, I actually feel really, I feel good about it. I okay. think we got a chance to win the game. A good chance. I think, I think there's a better chance we win outright than we lose, than we get our asses kicked. Anyway, on to the next one. I'm not betting the game, Colin. Well, you, you don't have to bet it. I didn't bet. I'm not giving the game as a pick either because I'll never pick against Rutgers, so I'm not going to pick them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Just, I can't uh, do that. So I'm trying to. Yeah, then you pick Purdue. It's no, the same thing. I can't bet. There you go. I can't. You no can't you, well, I'm actually. I, I then drive to take a drive I'm to Pennsylvania. I think to Pennsylvania to I, place Purdue minus eleven and a half. Why not? Because <laughs> that is not worth it to me. And I like Rutgers. I want to root for Rutgers to win. Next conference, American Athletic Conference. Let's do it. The Rutgers Homer is back, baby. Um. Do we want to just skip over the American this week? I mean, we're at Power Six Pod, but like, it's kind of shitty out uh, there. I think we could touch on this incredibly suspect line in Greenville, North North Carolina. I don't think that. Okay, go ahead. SMU is only getting eleven and a half points against a two and six East Carolina team. SMU is seven and two. East Carolina is two and six. They're at home, but. This game screams, like, why the hell is this line so close? And I think if you look at it closer, you can see that ECU has put up some fight yeah. in some of the better. losses. They were barely lost to Navy. They had the Tulsa game won, and then they got blown out by Cincinnati. But Cincinnati's really good. And they also hung in there for a little and while. They, and they, they just had a very good win against Temple. And this SMU On team – On the road. Yes. Is just – like, this SMU team – is not as good as its record. They lost to Tulsa in a choke. They got blown out by Cincinnati. And a lot of these scores are as good as they are because their offense is so good and they're able to pull away late. So I lean ECU. Yeah, I lean SMU. What? What's the, what's the reason? I, 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 I think SMU is a lot better than ECU. You don't think that line's suspect at all? I think it is, but I'm willing to be sus with it. Like. Thank you. I see the line. I'm let's, not have gonna, lock, let's have a lock fight. If you take it, I'll take ECU. All right. I'm probably not going to bet it, but that's fine. Like, I'll give you that, that satisfaction. All right. Let me see what number I can get. This could be this could be a stupid play for me. For me or for you? For me. You're, like, trying to get a win here. All right. I can get SMU minus 12 and a half. I can also get you plus 13. Okay. Um, all right. SMU minus 12 and a half. That's a pick for me, I guess. I don't, I'm probably not going to bet it, but like, when is this, when is this game? Like noon, Saturday at noon. Like, come on, there ain't no chance of playing this game, but whatever. I'll, I'll pick it and I'll just increase my lead by another game. Yeah. 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 I'm, you know, maybe I will bet it now. So here, here's basically what I'm going to say. SMU is, um, this means better than East Carolina, so a lot better. And I understand East Carolina's been playing well. I get it, but like sometimes you just take the better team and hope that they'll blow them out. And I like SMU to blow them out. So give me SMU minus twelve and a half. There you go. And you you gave your East Carolina take. Wonderful. <laughs> what else? I see today. You know, before Thanksgiving, this guy is is really off the fucking ropes. <laughs> what else? What else we got in the American? Navy uh, Memphis, you got Tulsa, anything? Houston got canceled, and that was the game. Only game that anybody mattered. Yeah. Uh, UCF, USF, big rivalry game. Probably going to be a blowout. But. Going to be a blowout. Yeah. 
Um, Memphis minus 13 and a half at Navy. I'm absolutely nothing. If anything, I leave Navy plus 13 and a half, but nothing. Yeah, nothing. All right, next conference. Sorry, American. This is what happens when you got East Carolina and <laughs> Temple and, you know, <laughs> South Florida. Okay. ACC. Let's do it. Good week in the ACC starts with a really good game. Notre Dame, five-and-a-half-point favorites over North Carolina. Let me see what I can get because I have a play on this. I am all over the Tar Heels. Uh, Let me see what number I can get myself. Um, uh, I can get myself five-and-a-half, and and I will take five-and-a-half. Anyway, go ahead. I'm on North Carolina for five-and-a-half. Um, you you can start, Colin. Notre Dame's your team. You don't want to break your. You don't want to break can, down your play. I can break down your play. That's fine. Um, I think I've actually been waiting for this game for weeks to bet North Carolina for weeks because I think that this is the perfect spot for North Carolina to get. I, I'm probably going to be on the money line too. This is a perfect spot for North Carolina to use their electric offense. Like they can match up with Notre Dame from that standpoint. Like UNC is going to score. I get Notre Dame's rolling, but, like, this is the season right now for the Tar Heels. This is a huge game. They're going to have fans in Chapel Hill. Like, this is a big deal. And um, I'm – I think North Carolina is incredibly live as a dog. I think that they – I may be clouded a little bit by their offense and how sexy it is. Um, You know, Sam Howell, like, flipping his hair, his perfectly groomed beard. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like like – the receivers, like I think, I actually think this is a really good North Carolina team. Um, they're really good offensively, uh, and I think that they can provide a lot of problems for Clark Lee and Notre Dame's defense. Um, so give me the Tar Heels plus five and a half. Okay, um, home dog in that range, also by the way. Yeah, so this is a game I've been pretty worried about. I think this line opening. It opened at seven and a half and got bet down, which makes me feel better than if it opened at four and got bet up. But I am worried about this game. We're on the road. Notre Dame is out two starting offensive linemen this uh, this week. The center, Garrett Patterson, broke his foot and is out for the season. And uh, one of the starting, uh, I think, right guard, Tommy Kramer, is like an All-American candidate, is – having an appendectomy. So he will be out for this game. So that is going to be interesting. Notre Dame has replacements. The uh, backup center is Zeke Corral. He's, I believe, a redshirt sophomore, but is like a, I think, a high four-star, low five-star recruit. And then the other guy that will come in for Kramer is Josh Lug, who is a senior and started a ton of games at the end of last year after um, – Kramer also got hurt again. So the offensive line should be a little bit worse. North Carolina doesn't have a good run defense. They don't have a good defense at all. So this game will be interesting to see how well they gel. I, Notre Dame's running game shouldn't be as good as it has been, but it still should be pretty good. Kyron Williams is a really good running back. Yes. Chris Tyree is very fast, and Sebo Flemister just likes to run over people. So that that's a good three-headed monster. And there's, like, I'm more worried going against a better, like, being down those two 
offensive lineman. It's tough against everybody, but if there's a team you want to do it against, it's against a soft run defense like North Carolina. So the running game shouldn't have too much of a drop-off a little bit. I think Notre Dame is going to look to control the clock here and keep the ball out of Sam Howell's hands, keep their defense fresh. I think the defense is going to be ready to go here. This is this was a needed buy for Notre Dame, and they're going to be healthier. And Was it an actual buy or was it a COVID buy? Oh. It was an actual buy. Okay. So they are coming off of the Clemson game and BC game. The Clemson game was obviously very – draining and then at BC who was fired up and Notre Dame took care of business there, but they, they ended up with 31 points. They, they, they moved the ball decently. A lot of it was at the end and a lot of it was short fields, but that was, that, that wasn't the best performance from the defense. So I think they needed this buy to get rested up and get ready to go. And I know Clark Lee, I know this defense has been hearing all week about how good this North Carolina offense is. And so they are going to look, to try and make them one-dimensional. I think it will be tougher to make this North Carolina run defense, run, running game one. It will be tougher to make them one-dimensional than it was to make Clemson one-dimensional because North Carolina actually has a very good offensive line. Clemson's offensive line was pretty suspect in the run game. They're great in pass pro, but their run game offensive line is not good. A lot of their running game comes from the fact that Travis Etienne just busts free. Like once Travis Etienne gets to the second level, he's gone, and that that's how they get a lot of their running yards. North Carolina, on the other hand, has a much more – they have a much better offensive line than Clemson's, and they have a much more sustainable run game because that is so good. And then also you have Sam Howell who can just sling it the ball. You're at home. This team is never – North Carolina is never out of the game because their offense is so electric, but they are never – it takes a lot for them to really blow a team out because their defense is so bad. I think this is – Ian Book's been playing out of his mind for the past couple of games, and this seems like off of a bye, maybe this is a game where he starts to revert back to the mean. Like, can he really be playing as good as he has these past two games? Again, I don't think he's going to need to because I think they, they'll be able to run the ball and they're going to be – the defense is going to be able to get stops. But for UNC to win this game, they're going to have to get turnovers – Look for them to try and strip Kyron Williams. He has had a big fumbling problem throughout the year. If UNC can cause two turnovers, I think if they can get a two turn, positive two turnover margin in this game, I think they're very live and can win the game. But if they're not going to get turnovers, they're going to drive down the field, score, and their defense is going to get more stops than North Carolina's defense. Has Notre Dame faced a team that has the kind of offensive firepower that North Carolina has yet this season? Yes. Yes. You, you think North Carolina is a better offense than Clemson? I think they may be. No. Maybe. But no, they're, if, 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 at best, they're out on par. Clemson's offense is full of five stars. This is a great North Carolina team, and they have a great offense. Don't get me wrong. But this team only put up 26 points against Boston College. And Clemson put up 34? With their backup, and we're down early. Like... I there's five stars all over the field. Like nobody knows Notre Dame like you. I just like North Carolina this week. It's a spot. I mean, I'm not. It's gonna, a great it, spot. It, it, the line. You're is worried sus. about the it. The line is sus. I don't. I See, don't. this makes me feel better than when we when I had Boston College plus the points because you were like, <laughs> yeah, like okay, Justin, like it's not. You were basically like because I think my argument was 
letdown, letdown spot. spot plus motivation for Dracovic. And you were like, well, kind of, but also like Notre Dame is going to be motivated for this one because fuck Dracovic. Yeah. Anyway, but this is a little different. Like this, I think it helps Notre Dame that they've had a bye week to prepare for it. Yeah. Obviously. Um, I am surprised that the line is five. I thought it would be closer to 10. Um, yeah, five, five, five makes me worried because that screams suspect line. It does. And I think there's something Vegas sees that maybe we're not going to see. This offense is really good. And Notre Dame's defense has been good this year, but you also have to take into account that the offenses they played outside of Clemson and I guess BC have been pretty lackluster. Louisville has a good offense, but that game was in the wind, as we mentioned. It's a very different game. Yeah. I think they'll be they they've been shut down every run game so far, so I think they'll be able to at least slow down UNC's running game. But their passing offense is good. This is a balanced UNC offense, which makes them so tough it to is. stop. You when you're looking to stop a team, you look for a one dimensional offense because you take the one dimension away, then you can drop back. This is not a game where you can bring Kyle Kyle Hamilton up to stop the run because if you bring him up, Sam Howell's going to beat you deep, and that's something that. Helps that, but again, this UFC defense is really bad. So I think this game comes down to turnovers. If UNC doesn't get the turnover margin, I think Notre Dame wins and covers. If they do, I think UNC covers and may win outright. Um, I agree with a lot of that. Um, both sides came out for warmups. Uh, so Rutgers is going to play tonight. No COVID issues. So just very, hey, let's go. very, very good stuff. Um, I have nothing else on this game. I think it's going to, I can't wait. I mean, I, it's the game of the weekend, right? It is. Yeah. It, I'm nervous. I, of course you are. Yeah. But you're all, but there's, there's excitement for you too. Like it's a nervous excitement. Yeah. But the thing is, is it, the, the nervous excitement is different when it's a game you're favored in yeah. than when it's, when it's when Clemson coming down. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but you know what? You want to be the big boy. You want to be in the yeah, playoffs. That's, that's you got to win this game. I was with the Brian Kelly Josh, message. Josh Pat was talking. Pete, Pete. Okay. Yeah, was talking about it, and he's like, "This is a game where Notre Dame has to show like the killer instinct because yeah. this is a game where you're playing a really good team that is at home, and like there's a lot of there's the spots good for them. There's a lot of things going on for UNC, but UNC is flawed. Their defense isn't great, and this is a game you have to." Their defense sucks. Yeah. It's not that it isn't great. Their defense is bad. Yeah. So this is a game. And Notre Dame's offense is getting better. Very, it's been very good. It has been. And the, it's, it, I've, I've been trying to make this argument the entire season. Yeah. Notre Dame's offense has been better than it actually looked because they were looking to run clock in a lot of games. They had, I think they've taken four knees on the opponents inside the opponent's 10 so far this year. And a lot of the games, they're running clock for like eight minutes and just relying on their defense to win. So the, the offense has firepower. And – They've been airing it out with Book. Yeah. This is a game – Book doesn't make a lot of turnovers, doesn't throw a lot of picks, but UNC is going to be hounding after the ball. To they're gonna, they, They've got to get turnovers somehow, and the clear way to get turnovers on this Notre Dame team is to – when Kyron Williams breaks that first tackle, is to grab the ball and rip because he has a ball security problem. And I know they've been preaching it because he had two fumbles. I think they had three fumbles against um, – Boston College before the bye, so I know they've been preaching it during uh, practice, but we'll see how it uh, how it turns out. UNC plus five and a half is a play for me. Um, Go on. And Colin needs Notre Dame's win for his sanity. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what what he's going to look like next week. North Carolina State minus fourteen and a half at Syracuse. I lean Cuse. I did in the dome one and eighteen. They're not good. 
they're not they're not good. They're not I can't say they're not bad either. They're bad. But they're, they're terrible. They're, they have a defense. The defense is 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 livable. I don't really think Bailey Hawkins forces is, turnovers too. Yeah. I don't think Bailey Hawkman's all that. I he just, sucked against Liberty, yeah. who had a shitty defense, we thought. Yeah. Uh, like, they're at home. I, I, I lean Syracuse. I do too. I'm not playing it because I there's not a chance in hell I am putting I mean, any money on. Yeah, there's not a chance in hell I'm investing any, any actual dollars on Syracuse. And, like, they just – but it's a good spot for them. Like, NC State just had a – Big win over Liberty, like that's yeah. a big win for them. And they're six and three, and now here yeah, they are go to the going to the cold carrier. Fourteen, and, 14 and a half is a lot too. Like, <laughs> I kind of like Syracuse. They may be enough to play. You want to play? Do you? You play it, I'll play. Yeah, we're in on it. <laughs> Syracuse. It's a great spot for it's, them. It's such a good spot. They're at home. Fourteen and a half is a yeah. lot, man. If this wasn't, if this was under two touchdowns, I can't touch it. But. Bailey Hawkins a little turnover prone. Yes. Like you know, Babers is good at getting his guys up. I, They're home. I, I mean, they almost remember they they beat Boston College only one by three. Yeah, yeah. Like Syracuse, yeah, and and Boston College has a as we talked about it. I don't think Philadelphia College is the yo shut up. Alexa chiming in on is that Alexa? Yeah, yeah Alexa yeah. chiming in on Boston College. Yeah, always listening. Don't like that. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is listening to the podcast right that, now. That was really interesting right there. <laughs> um, I'm pulling up pregame because I'm curious. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I think we might need to get this to – oh, and I would open that 14 and a half, got bet down, and all the money is on NC State. Is that good or no? So open that 14 and a half, went down, and all the money's still on NC State. So Vegas oh, is – I got to get serious. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is it? Are we still? Is there still fourteen and a half out there? What's going on, Siri, Alexa? <laughs> Colin got to tell Google to quiet down. This is funny shit. Only on the podcast you get stuff like this. Syracuse plus fourteen. Ah. Who's that? Ball? Oh yeah, fourteen and a half are still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we gotta. I think we need to grab that like right now. I'm getting. I'm getting it on Fanduel. I can place it right now. Too. I'm placing it. On dra- it's on DraftKings too. Bad news. Yeah. All right, we got Syracuse plus fourteen and a half. Basically, Syracuse has a really solid defense. NC State just had an emotional like comeback win over Liberty, which is a really good win for them. They're kind of riding high. Like they've been playing good football six and three, and now they got to go to the Chili Carrier Dome in Syracuse to face it. Right, it's not chili. It's inside. They got to go to Chile, Syracuse to play in the Carrier Dome, where weird things happen. And I just, I think it's a good spot for Syracuse. Dino Babers is going to have his guys ready. I don't think the talent gap is huge. It's not. Um, I think Syracuse can win this game. Yeah, I think they can too. I also think they can lose twenty-one-zero. So that that that's what worries me. But I don't think NC State has a very good defense, and their offense is nothing special. So fourteen and a half is a lot to lay. If Syracuse can get. Ten or more points on the board, I think we're safe. Yeah. Although NC State's played well offensively, it's just I, I like I do I like Syracuse. Oh, I do another ten dollar free bet. Yeah, because the steal we got it because the Steelers. Fucking use it on this. <laughs> I don't want to have real money on Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I gotta figure out what I've already played this week. I've already played Boston College, which I guess we'll get to in a little bit. Um, we play Syracuse right now. Yeah, I just played them. I don't want to. I want to get that at fourteen and a half. I yeah. don't want to have to wait. I agree with that. What time is the game? Noon. Three thirty. Noon. Here we are. Played. Q's plus fourteen and a half. Um. Yeah. We're on it. <laughs> We're on it. I'm on. A, I, have a, I I thought I was going to be really have a small uh, tight card, small card this week. I was like, last night I was looking through this. I was like trying to find plays. Yeah, and here I am. Um, Syracuse has been awful offensively. Like we should note that very bad. Which is why I'm. This is why we didn't want to be on this game. It just I think Syracuse can shut down Bailey Hockman, and they're better at home. Yeah, and like. 14 and a half is a lot to lay for an NC State team that I don't have a lot of trust putting up a ton of points against Syracuse, even though their offense has been good. I think Bailey Hockman is susceptible to getting shut down, and once you make a team one-dimensional, they're not going to score as much. So as long as Syracuse can find some points in this game, I think they should cover. Well, so here's here's one other thing. Um I don't know what the hell happened with Syracuse's offense against Louisville. Like they didn't, they had like 125 total yards, but Jacoby and Morgan, their quarterback threw for like, he played well against Boston college and then they just did nothing against Louisville. Like I don't get it. So like, I don't, I don't really understand. Yeah, I mean, they had, they, they picked off Malik Cunningham twice against yeah. Louisville and they lost 30 to zero. Yeah. You weird. get two picks. This is going to be, this is not a game you want to watch. This is a game you want to place and just pray because it's yeah. going to be incredibly frustrating when it's 14 zero and Syracuse has the ball on the one yard line and can't punch it in. Yeah. And then you, and then yeah. they get a NC state gets a long 50 yard field goal and you lose 17 zero and you bet doesn't hit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. You got to close your eyes and pray. That's what it is. Um, we're trusting the process here. We're not a. Uh, we're not yeah. trusting Syracuse. We're trusting the process. And I don't think the line is, is shaky. Like you see, NC State, they're six and three, playing terrible Louisville, and I think people are like, "Oh, minus fourteen, like give me that, like they'll blow them out." Not, not so fast. Not so fast. <laughs> All right. Um, Clemson minus twenty four against Pitt. I like Clemson. I'm not playing it, but I like Clemson. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence back. They just they feel like they just got gypped of a game against Florida State. I think they're going to come out like hair on fire and just show everybody like, oh yeah, hey, we're still here. We're Clemson, and if we win out, we're going to the playoff and we're going to win the championship like we were supposed to do all year long. I think that's like the mentality right now yeah, in that this, locker room, and I wouldn't want to be in their way. No, I mean this Clemson defense is going to be fired up. They're going to be healthier than they have been in a long time because they were not healthy going into the game, yep. and they did not get healthy in that game. They got beat up, and now they're playing Pitt at home. The thing is, Pitt does keep – like the reason why this line is 24 and not 31 is because it's Pitt. Like yep. if this was Louisville or Boston – I guess maybe not Boston College again, but yeah, probably Boston College was open at 31 – like this lot, Pitt is playing well right now, and they have a great team line, which I we've talked about before. Clemson's offensive line is not great. They just kind of get enough of a hole, and Travis Etienne is such a good back that he can sneak out and get yardage. Yep. So I think they'll be able to make Clemson one-dimensional. The thing is, when they're one-dimensional, you still have insane talent at the wide receiver position, and you still have 
Trevor Lawrence slinging the ball at home. And Pitt's not going to move the ball. I, I get Pitt's Pitt been playing well, but they can't run the ball against anybody. And this is a team of five stars. Yeah, I, I would. Although Pitt is due for their yearly massive upset. It's not happening. No, but could. If, 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 if we come back on, on Sunday and Pitt has won this game, we're both going to be laughing about it because it's going to be like, this would be classic Pitt. It would they're be playing, classic. They're playing well right now, but Clemson. I don't think Clemson's losing. No, another I don't game. think Clemson. Loses. Clemson won't lose. It another might game. be close. I, I I think this game has the potential to be close. See, I I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be close at all. But whatever. I'm not. I'm not on it because 24. Or whatever. Uh, I have a play on Boston College. I played them as a pick. Them. They're minus one right now against Louisville. Um, at home. At home. Let me just see what the line is. It's minus one and a half, minus one, minus a half. Uh, so we'll just call it BC minus minus one. Um, I played this. I played BC. I played their money line at minus one fifteen, which you, it's still out there. Like you can go get it. So fuck that. I'm calling it that BC minus one fifteen. Um, I don't get it. I don't get the line. It doesn't make sense to me. Louisville's. Running back has opted out. Like, okay, they just beat Louisville, beat um, Syracuse, but Syracuse sucks. And like, BC's proven that they're pretty good. And now they're home, and they played really well at home this season. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I think, I think the ship has sailed on Louisville as like a pretty good ACC team. Like, they just haven't been that this year. And I'm not, I'm not backing them as a road dog. I think BC's the better team, the more physical team. I think they have more to play for. That's it. I'm on BC. And the line doesn't make sense. It may be a sus line, and I should be like, what the hell? Like, why is, you know, five and four, four and three, whatever they are, BC? Yeah, why is five and four BC a pick them against three and six Louisville? Like, maybe I should be like, oh, that's a red flag. But I'm not. I'm ignoring it. I like Boston College. I think think they're the better team. I think they're going to play well and win the game. Yeah, so this is a little bit of a sus line. Very Uh, sus. It is very sus. BC is at home. The thing is – I don't want to put. I don't want any part of this because I told you I don't like trust Jakovic. I don't. I think he's a decent quarterback. I still think he's got a lot to go. But I, the BC has talent and they have a great coach. But the thing is, they're not. They don't have a massive coaching advantage because Scott Satterfield. I think we both talked about is a really good coach. They're coming off of a big win against Syracuse. Their defense is clicking a little bit, and they're on the road against a BC team. That's coming off of a bye, so that kind of evens out. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think this makes sense to me that it's a pick 'em because I think this game is. I think this game could go either way. I would not be surprised by either one. Like Louisville still has talent, even though they've had some of their best players opt out. Like Louis Cunningham, I still think is pretty good and very good. Yeah, can get loose. Like I don't know. There's just there's there's nothing. I don't see an edge on either side of this. Duke, Georgia Tech, pick them in Atlanta. <laughs> Colin shakes his head. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. This is a shitty game. It's a shitty ACC game, and it's on ESPN three because it shouldn't be on TV. Virginia minus nine and a half at Florida State. What do you think, Colin? I lean Virginia. Me too. I'm not gonna play it. Me neither. <laughs> Like, I don't know. The, the Florida State actually kind of reminds me a little bit of the 
Mississippi State team. Okay. And how I, – I guess – well, they're with Jordan Travis now. They're coming off of a bye. They've got, like, they're rested a little bit. They, they got to avoid Clemson, which I'm sure they were very happy about because <laughs> that was going to be a dog show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they kind of cleared the – they cleared the locker room. All the dissenters to Norvell are out. Like all the yeah. all the old seniors that didn't want to get under his style or like start listening to him, start practicing on Sundays, they're out. And now they've got all the young talent that's bought in and ready to go. So I think that plays a role. They're at home. We know about uh, COVID in Florida. Yep. And we do. the fans will be fired up. They will be. And UVA is a good team, but UVA like, – you're really laying nine and a half with UVA on the road. I think this line is sus too because this line screams that UVA. They're, they've won three in a row. They beat Louisville and they beat UNC. They had a close loss to Miami and uh, they just killed Adeline Christian on an insane back to recovery. Yeah, dude, that was wild. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, no. I, I would be so sick. Um, I, I, I'm, I agree with everything you said. Right, so the, the fact that this game is not – did it open at 9.5 or open at 9? Yeah, I can check now. Let me see. It opened at nine and a half. yeah. Yeah, the fact that it opens at 9.5 – 8.5 now for what it's worth. It's 8.5 eight and, and 9 now. So Yeah, the fact that it opened at 9.5 makes me think – the books are begging you to bet UVA, yeah. right? Like, because that's you're it's right. Weird you're right inside of a key number, yeah. Which means they're they've got to be begging you to take UVA, and that scares me. And I mean, this is like what I was talking about with Josh Pate. Is Josh Pate is on UVA here? Okay, and he likes to take like these type of lines that are sus, but he thinks he's sussing them out. But this one, like, yeah, this. This Florida State team has lost a lot, and they're not very good, but they're coming off of a bye. They kind of got the people that are bought in, bought in now, and they're at home with fans. Like, they could win this game and kind of turn their season around a little bit, but, yeah, I can't touch it. Uh, Me neither. All right, uh, back to the random generator. Next conference, other. Oi vey. What do we got here in other? Let's see what we got this week. Starting the Conference USA. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> right? In the Cusa? UTEP Rice, North Texas UTSA, Florida Atlantic Middle Tennessee, Western FAU minus six and a half at Western. And Middle Tennessee is actually kind of interesting, but I'm not playing it. Um, and then Western Kentucky against Charlotte. So no thank you. Um, Sunbelt, Georgia, Southern Georgia State. <laughs> no, nah, I don't really have anything in the Sunbelt. One thing in the Sunbelt, credit Texas State, they're about to become the only team to play a 12-game season. That's cool. That is cool. So they should – honestly, I think game day should be at Texas State this year for the, this week for that. Plus they're playing Coastal Carolina too, so it's like not like a real – yeah, that, and the game of the week is on a Friday, not on a Saturday. All those things should go into consideration, but it's not happening. But that is an accomplishment for Texas State. Good job, San Marcos. Uh, yeah, nothing else in this conference. This bunch of shitty teams. Um, Mountain West. Anything? No. Utah State, New Mexico. Zero and four. 
own four. Um, Boise, Boise, opportunity for a snow game in in Logan, Utah. Where's that? Oh, the Utah State game. Is it going to snow? Thanksgiving night snow game. Yeah, that'd be cool. I got nothing. There's going to be no. There's going to be no NFL game at that time. That is true, but there's plenty of college hoops. So don't waste your time with New Mexico, Utah State. Just put on college basketball. Sorry for a college ball pod, but like that, right? I mean, come on. There's going to be good college basketball. Is there? Yes. Yes. Um, Boise State minus 11.5 against San Jose State is actually kind of interesting. I don't really know what to make of it. Like, San Jose like State, State. I do. Yeah. I San, do Jose four, San Jose State's four. San Jose 4-0, but I don't know if they've really I mean they beat San Diego State, but I don't know how good they really are. And I think Boise's really, really good. And I think people are just kind of underestimating them because yeah, they got it, blown out by BYU with like their third string quarterback. Hank Bachmeyer's back. They're rolling. They should have covered at Hawaii. That was such bullshit. Like Hawaii scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to barely backdoor. So I like Boise State minus 11.5 at home on the blue turf, but I'm not playing it. It's a 4 o'clock start time, rivaling the Rutgers-Purdue game. Like, no way I'm touching it. So, done with the Mountain West? Let's get out of the other. <laughs> the other. Not a good week for the other. Come no. Last week was a good week. This week, not so much. Um, all right, let's see what we got. Pac-12 SEC. Let's see. Pac-12. All right. On to the Pac-12. Cal minus one and a half against Stanford. I have nothing. Nothing, right? No, um, I mean, like, Cal, we've kind of talked about, has had. Little, I think they may be improving, though. Yeah, they had a little rough uh, rough go at it in the first game against UCLA. And then, yeah, like, they, they outgained Oregon State by almost 80 yards, and they. Through two picks and Oregon State through two picks, so the turnover was even. Like they could have won that game. They dominated time of possession. They had more first downs. So, like Cal probably should have beat Oregon State last week. And so, is it a spot for Cal then as a home favorite? You're not going to touch it because it's right. It's at the same time as Notre Dame, North Carolina, and you don't want to have anything to do with it, right? I mean, yeah, I, I just, I've already got one in the Pac-12. So. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. By the way, I just don't. The Steelers Ravens game was canceled for Thanksgiving night. If you are looking for something to watch, Arizona State's probably going to be playing Villanova in, in college basketball tomorrow night. So, just throwing that out there. That's it's going to be really, really good game. I don't know what the line's going to be. Obviously, I bet, I bet numbers, not teams, when it comes to college basketball. I really do. He missed from close distance. You missed. Now I got the power with the fucking ball. You monkey. All right. Uh, Oregon minus 14. Oregon minus, Oregon, Oregon minus 14 at Oregon State. What do we think? Oregon minus 14 at Oregon State. Uh, is 14 row the only line you can get me right now? Oh, you you have like a play? Yeah. On which side? Oregon. Let's see. I bet uh, 13 last night. All right, then I'm sure I can get you a better line. 13 and a half is available. 13 and a half, 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 13 and a half. 13 and a half. That's what I get you. Is that good enough? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just didn't want 14. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm on Oregon here. I actually think this is a great spot for Oregon. Okay. So I looked at – this is a rivalry game. I may tell. You No, you're not allowed to tell. <laughs> Get the fuck off. I was kidding. All right. I want to hear it. All right. So I'm looking at the Oregon Ducks 
mm-hmm. season, and they have the win against Stanford, right? But we talked about that. Stanford was out. Davis Mills, but still a pretty impressive win. And then you have the win at Washington, which I think is the most impressive game of Oregon season. Washington State is pretty good. They're one and one. They beat this Oregon State team by ten. Yep. On the, on road. the road, and then lost at home by um, 14 to Oregon. Now, Oregon had three turnovers in that game and still covered. And then last week, they faced UCLA at home, and UCLA had a really good game plan. They ran the ball really well on Oregon. And I think this was kind of like Chip Kelly. This is a big game for him. He's playing Oregon. They're ready to go. And they 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 they're scoring. They get um. They were up like twenty one seventeen going that like right before halftime. Then Oregon gets a pick six. Like Oregon was lucky to escape that game. And they you like UCLA had four turnovers. There's a lot. There's a lot that went wrong with that Oregon team, and they still were able to find a way to win. And but I look at this UCLA team, and I think this UCLA team is pretty good. They have only losses to an undefeated Colorado team. They blew out Cal, and Cal just – we talked about it – probably should have beat Oregon State last week. Yeah. And then they barely lost to Oregon. Yeah. And you look at Oregon's other win was Washington State, who handily beat Oregon State. And now this is a rivalry game, so I get it should be close. But this – I'm just looking at the teams, and I'm looking – like you beat a or- Washington State team that beat the same Oregon team by 10, and you beat them by 14. And now the line is under 14, and I can get Oregon in a rivalry game that they don't have that many games, so I know they're going to be hyped up for this. Their offense – They see their college football playoff ranking. They know they need to yeah, make a statement. I mean, this is the fourth game of a new offense, of a new quarterback. They're going to start to figure some things out a little bit. It's a prime time Civil War game on a Friday night. Like, this is the game to watch on Friday. And I think Oregon's going to make a statement. I think they probably win by 21. Under fourteen is a is a is a steal of a line. I like it. I'm not playing it. You can tell you respect. can tell on your own, but not in the <laughs> not in the podcast. I think I may. Um, you make a lot of good points. I think the only thing that scares me is the one thing Oregon State has done really well this season is run the football with Jamar Jefferson, and Oregon showed last week that their run yes. defense can be vulnerable. That scares me a little bit. Yes, I, I. But like, also, you look at Oregon State and they barely beat Cal. They lose to Washington, who may be pretty good. But I'm, I'm Oregon pretty, State barely beat Cal. Yeah, barely beat Cal, and they lose. They lost to Washington, but that game, out game, that game was a interest. They blocked a punt for a score against Washington, yeah. and they yeah got they almost got doubled in yeah, yards. Like I, that, that game doesn't. And Oregon State is a shitty quarterback. Yeah, like, like Tristan Gevia has not been good. Like there's nothing that about this Oregon State team that screams yeah. to me they're going to keep it with them. You're right. It's uninspiring. However, the the on the flip side of that, there's nothing about this Oregon team at least yet that has shown me that they I can run the away. I think the Washington State win showed me something. I think UCLA is pretty good, and I think because the UCLA game was so close and they very easily could have lost that game, I think that's the only reason we're getting this line. I think if that game didn't happen, this is like 17 and. 13 and a half is a way better line than 17. It's fair. Staying in the Pac-12, USC minus 12 at home against Colorado. I lean Colorado plus the points because it's really hard to lay like multiple scores with Clay Helton these days. What do you think? 
It's a stay away from me, for what it's worth. Unlike the Grinch on Christmas, I would have touched this with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Like, there's no way I'm going near this line. It's at home. It's going to be 71 and sunny. Perfect for USC. USC territory. Their defense may have figured some things out, but, like, we have no idea what Utah is. Colorado, though, is playing really well right now. They're 2-0. The UCLA win looks pretty good. And um, they, who, who was the other one? They beat um, – USC? No, no, no. Stanford. They Colorado beat, beat Stanford. Yeah. Yes. So UCLA win looks pretty good. They won at Stanford, and that was when Stanford had Davis Mills. So I like this Colorado team. I think Neuer's a pretty decent quarterback, and they run the ball really well. But I do think that – USC's defense is kind of finding some things. And the thing that worries me about, like, taking a team against USC is when is Keaton Slovis going to, like, just snap back into the gear? Because the second Keaton Slovis snaps back into the gear, this offense is already pretty good. But when he's back, this offense is electric. Yeah. It's very hard to bet against USC because you know you're taking the less talented team. Like, without question. Significantly less talented. Yeah. That's, and that's a hard thing to do because – and it's not like you're laying – like it's easy to do that maybe when you're taking a team plus 28 and a half against Ohio State. Not that Ohio State and USC are on the same level, but from a talent perspective, like like the, the talent gap between USC and Colorado is probably on par with like the talent gap between like an Ohio State and a Purdue, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why it's – And you don't really know that much about Colorado's yeah. head coach. Like this is his yeah. only third game coaching, so yeah. like – Maybe there's a significant coaching advantage because Clay Helton is a great coach. But do you really want to lay that no. on the road? No, you 12, don't. Twelve points. But also, you don't want to lay that with USC because no, like you, you don't because this this has thirty to twenty USC like scoring a late touchdown to seal the deal written all over it, doesn't yeah, it? No, I, I, I can't. Like until Keaton Slovis is back to the old Keaton Slovis, yeah. I'm not I'm not touching USC. Although the second it comes back, that's a yeah. It's when starting. USC when USC finds itself, that's that's going to be a good time for our uh, our future. It could be Saturday. Well, my future's probably dead. I never this? I never played the Pac-12 championship. Oh. I played USC to win outright, thinking that if they go undefeated and win the Pac-12 they'd championship, they make it, and then I can hedge like a motherfucker on whoever they play and yeah. and turn like a five hundred dollar profit. How much do you place on that? Ten to win eight hundred. Oh. Like it's a pretty egregious, right? It's a pretty egregious thing. Yeah, if Keaton Slovis wasn't hurt like that. No, but they're dead. I mean, they're yeah. not. I mean, the defense is starting to find some things. I don't know how bad Utah is also. But it I doesn't. Think, I think your only hope is they go. USC's undefeated. dead. Yeah. They're dead. They're not They're not going to the college football playoff. It's dead. Maybe they got a BYU. Maybe. I don't even know if that'll be enough. Um, UCLA minus 10 at home against Arizona. I lean Arizona, um, although they just got their, you know, rear, ended, rear ends handed to them by Washington. Last week, um, I think I think it's dangerous now to start laying points with Chip Kelly. <laughs> I think that's a dangerous, especially like it is a dangerous. I lean UCLA, but yeah. it is a dangerous game betting on Chip Kelly. Yeah, I'm not touching because it. with like, yeah, I'm not I touching mean, it. They're gonna run the ball. Their offense looks really good. Defense, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> not, I'm not, it's bad. It's not, it's not okay. UCLA, not feel, if UCLA to me, though, feels like a better team than a one and two team. Oh, yes, which I think gives you some value in this line at 10 because this Arizona team is pretty garbage. Grant Canel, though, I'm not going to He sucked last week. Yeah, but, like, he still put up decent numbers. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's, nothing, there's not anything I can touch on this. So moving on to Washington, Utah. Line just released. Washington oh, minus really? Washington minus seven against Utah. 
I like Washington. Oh, I like Washington a too. lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. And I was hoping for a minus six and a half, but this is going to be a seven play for is me. a steal. I thought this was going to be like ten. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I was hoping for a six and a half, and I wait for it to populate across all books, and I think I may be able to get a six and a half. But I'll take Washington minus seven. You joining me on it? Yeah, yeah. I th- love what we have seen so far from this Washington defense. We've mentioned it a lot on the pod. Colin brought it up a few weeks ago. Washington has top ten talent every year. They yes. recruit yes. at a high enough level, high level to have top 10 talent. And they've got a defensive head coach. I think they've got a really, really good defense. Now they're at home against a Utah offense that is shit. It is shit. We don't know what the hell they are. They look like crap against USC in their first game. And I can guarantee you Washington has a better defense than USC. As good as USC's defense may be from a talent perspective, Washington has a better defense. Also, Washington is 2-0 and and unranked. This game was added to the schedule more for their benefit than yeah. Utah's benefit. Um, in my opinion, Washington still has something to play for. They are just as much in the Pac-12 race oh, they as are. Oregon and USC. Yeah, the, but nobody else is talking about that. But that is definitely the thought process in Seattle. Well, because the thing is, last year they had a disappointing year, yeah. and then they had um, fucking Chris, Chris Peterson, Peterson leave them. Yep. And everybody goes, okay. And now Jimmy Lake didn't have a tremendous recruiting offseason. We mentioned this multiple times. Yep. But they still have talent left over, and they still have Chris Peterson recruited teams. And the thing is, Chris Peterson left the team, and when, a lot of time when coaches leave the team to their successor, yeah. they want to leave them a really good team. That's what Urban Meyer did with Ryan Day. He left the team, and he goes, I don't want to coach anymore, but here you go, Ryan Day. This team is really well built for you to succeed, and that is why I want – like. They hired within the program, which means it was he had they had Chris Peterson's blessing yeah. for Jimmy Lake. So Jimmy Lake could be a very good coach, and you're at home and it's seven. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I love it at night, prime time game. Be great chase spot. Great chase spot on a Friday night, a Saturday night. You kidding me? Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, Washington Alaska Airlines Field. Come on, <laughs> it's got all, it's got all the recipe, all the ingredients. Nothing, nothing like. The zoom out to this the the sailboat tailgating in yes. Washington as you as you get hyped up for a ten thirty p.m. chase game. Yeah, I love the Huskies. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they got a really good defense. Oh, my I think my car, really good spot. the car gets bigger by the second. Wash, <laughs> wash a minus seven, and you know we just we're breaking I the line on the podcast. Look at this. Two pack twelve plays. Yeah, Dangerous. We, we start doing the. Uh, the random generator, and all of a sudden, I've got two Pac-12 plays. <laughs> We're not just zooming through, and 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 a, and a third lead with UCLA. Yeah, I'm not touching UCLA though, but I do I do like Washington a lot. I think that number's weird. I think it's wrong, and I don't think it's wrong because it's sus. Yeah, I think the books are just not, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although you know, we said I think that line will be. I think that line will actually be corrected. I think. I think, think we bet it right now. I wouldn't bet it right now because I think I'm going to wait and hope for. I'm going to wait. And probably play it later tonight as it populates across all all the like, all the books. But all right, let me know when you play it. All right, I, I don't want to I don't want to miss this one. I will. I will. All right. All right. Moving on. Um, SEC. SEC. Last conference. Uh, Nick Saban has COVID for real this yeah, time. Yep. <laughs> Do we know though? It gets close to game time, and uh, <laughs> you know, down in Alabama. They start remembering that COVID doesn't exist, so like no, Saban can't have it. No, he, he really has it this time. <laughs> He's not going to coach against against Auburn. Um, all right, first game, Florida minus twenty five against Kentucky. I God, I got absolutely nothing. These big spreads just. I like Kentucky. Like I, enough to play it? Not right now. 
but I may talk myself into this. 25 is a lot for a Kentucky team. That just that, got beat 66-3. Yes, to yeah, by yeah, yeah, enough of that. Alabama? No. So here's the thing in that game. I think I mentioned this you on did. the recap pod. Is Kentucky had a great time of possession in the first half or first quarter. They were down 7-3, driving. They could have scored, took the lead 10-7, and like that game's completely different. They're probably not going to win because they're not going to consistently stop Alabama. But when when a team gives up against a team like Alabama, they can just run up the score because their offense is so good. You have to be – when you're a team like Kentucky and you don't have the talent, you have to be locked in all game to even compete with a team like Alabama. Because for 60 minutes, like eventually somebody's going to break free because – if you got Justin Sontu and you got Colin O'Donnell out in space, like eventually I'm going to make a miss and, and it's going to, I'm going to be gone for six. And that's what happens when you got a Kentucky team versus Alabama. So just a clear okay. talent gap. Yeah. <laughs> so, Who was th- throwing you all those balls all those years? <laughs> Colin was a receiver, but I was the QB. Um, yeah. I don't know, Colin. And, Twenty is twenty five really that many points though? Like, twenty five is a lot, and the reason it's a lot is because Florida can put up points like nobody's business. Yeah, exactly. But I think Kentucky should have a pretty good game plan. These last games were close. They beat them in twenty eighteen. The last yeah. they lost by six, I think. Which they lost by eight or seven. They led by one. I remember this because I had Florida minus six and a half. Unbelievable night. Florida led by one. Had the ball. Needing one first down to to seal the deal, and they took a bubble screen to the house for like a seventy yard touchdown, and covered for me. I remember that it was lovely. I was down the shore for it. Um, anyway, watching on my phone in the backseat of my parents' car, <laughs> Florida minus twenty five. I have nothing. Colin, you lean Kentucky. Yeah, I lean Kentucky, and I really may play it because I think they're going to be able. Like Florida's defense is horrendous, and if Kentucky's able to do what they want to do, they're going to run the ball yeah. and control clock. Yep. And I don't think Florida has the defense to stop that. Sure. And that will shorten the game, which will shorten the opportunities for for Florida to score a bunch of points. And True. then 25 becomes a lot to cover. The thing is, this game could get backdoored very easily. This yep. could be like 17 to 10 a half, and then just like Florida just so, explodes. So this is not a play for you. You just like it. Yeah. All right, I've got a, I've got a lot of plays right now. Missouri minus fifteen. Well, you got you know a lot of ground to make up. Missouri minus fifteen and a half against Vanderbilt. I think this game was just canceled. Was it? Yeah. Strong postponed on free game. Um. Are you sure? No, because it shows up on ESPN, but it just says postponed on pregame. Um, well, Arkansas-Missouri was just postponed, and then I think they just scheduled Missouri-Vanderbilt. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Arkansas-Missouri was postponed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Missouri's playing Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, lean, I lean Vanderbilt. <laughs> Plus 15 and a half? Yeah. Why? I feel like they've been playing pretty decently as of late. I think Ken Sills is a pretty good quarterback, but I'm not I'm Vanderbilt, man. I'm not touching that game. I'm not touching it. That's a disgusting game that I – Should Missouri really be a 15-and-a-half point favorite either? Like, Yeah. They barely just beat a yeah. downtrodden South Carolina team. Alabama minus 24-and-a-half against Auburn. The Iron Bowl, probably the second-best game of the week. Um, 
Maybe the best game of the week. I don't know. Depends. The 24 and a half point spread is not the second best game in the league. Well, in terms of like Iowa eyeballs. State, Iowa in terms of yeah, eyeballs. Yeah, but Iowa State, Iowa State Texas, Texas, that's fair. Much better game. That's true. Um, what do you think? I think Bama covers, but. Uh, I've got to play. You uh, do. I'm taking the over 62. I like it a lot. I won't tell because I'm not really an over-under better, but okay. Alabama, let's hear it. Yeah, so. I lean Alabama. 24 and a half is a lot to take in a game like this. So I, I see tend, I, I let me tend, see what I can get you, bro. I tend to think the line is pretty right on that. But 62, I think you're getting kind of a steal here because Alabama's defense has played some really bad offenses as of late. Can you still take it at 62 and a half? Yeah. All right. Like they, they, they've turned it around. Right, because they held UGA to 24, Tennessee to 17, Mississippi State to zero, and Kentucky to three. The quarterbacks they faced were Stetson Bennett, Guarantano, the first game for Will Rogers as a starting quarterback. Yep. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. And Terry Wilson. Those are the four quarterbacks you played. That's a good point, Colin. Like, who are those guys? They're facing Bo Nix, who I've been critical of. I don't think he's that great. But he's been playing pretty well this season. You're at home, so I think they're going to score. And this is a game they're coming off a loss where they normally blow them out. But I think Auburn's going to score a bit. And this game may be close at half. And then that's when Alabama just starts to go off. But I don't trust Alabama's defense to consistently stop this Auburn offense. And I don't think any defense can stop this Alabama offense. Yeah, I, I really like your thought process on this. Like a lot, um, and Auburn's not going to quit, and Alabama's not going to quit. No. Like this is not the Iron Bowl is not a sit on it and whatever game. Like these teams are going to fight for sixty minutes. I like it a lot. I think a you know you have sixty two and a half, which means a total sixty three, and I think forty two twenty one is totally plausible. Yeah, you know, or or forty nine fourteen or something like you know what I mean. Like I think sixty three is totally in play. I like it a lot. Um. Do you think Nick Saban not being on the sideline for this one changes things at all? Do you think Steve Sarkeesian? Maybe it hurts on defense because Steve yeah. Sarkeesian's been a great offensive coordinator. He's been calling the plays, so yep. like maybe Nick Saban might hurt their defense a little bit. Maybe that's a that could. I think that I think if anything that helps the over a little bit. Yeah. Um. Do you think there's any chance Auburn covers this spread? Yeah, twenty four and a half is a lot. I think they're gonna. Gus Malzahn pulls out all the stops for these. This and they've game. been playing well. Yeah, they've been playing well. But, like, this is a game – when they win last year, this is a game they get blown out on. I thought this would be closer to, like, 13-and-a-half, and I would love to take Alabama. Yeah. But 24-and-a-half is just too much for me to lay points at Alabama yep. because I – like, there's so many ways for Auburn to cover this, which I think the safer play is just take the over-under. Both these teams are going to score. Both the score. And yeah. you can Enjoy root for it. Auburn to win the game and hope for an upset. Yeah, but you're also not going to have any money because if Auburn yeah. wins this game – they're going to put up a ton of points in the overtime. Yeah, that's true. Smash. Yeah, that's all. That's a really good point. And you know, you get to root for touchdowns, which is always fun. Um, ideally, Auburn plays well enough to compete, doesn't cover, right? Forty nine twenty four ish type, you know, fifty six twenty four ish, and then we can get Auburn plus like seven and a half next week at home against Texas A and M. That is what I'm craving. That's my. That's what I'm craving. I'm. I'm also excited because the Notre Dame game is on Friday. Is that I'm going to have eyeballs on all. It's going to be like a bye week for me. I'm going to have. I'm going to have eyeballs on everything because there's nothing competing. And actually, no. If they win, if they lose, it's going to be horrible. Yeah. Although I've already placed the bet, so 
I'll probably yeah, you'll lock in. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna figure out what it's like to have money on games after Notre Dame loses, which I don't want to figure out. So hopefully we win. SEC uh, network four o'clock. Ole Miss nine and a half point favorites against Mississippi State. Do you have a play? Yes, I can get you plus ten. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, consensus play. I talked about this before. Yep. Stupid socks. Listening to my bets. <laughs> you have so many plays this week, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I like exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple of ones I like too. He hit a parlay a couple weeks ago, and now, now his bankroll is solid. So he's feeling. He's feeling dangerous. All right, let's hear it. Mississippi State plus 10. We'll go Why? feeling dangerous. Yes. I love those memes where they – it's like Jared Guantano woke up feeling dangerous, 14 for 32, two picks, <laughs> zero touchdowns. Um, why do you like Mississippi State? Yeah, I talked about this and the recap. I watched a lot of the Georgia game, and I was impressed with the Mississippi State offense. They didn't have a lot of possessions – so the game was they didn't put up a lot of points, but the fact that they put up 24 points was I think impressive against the Georgia defense who was beaten up and not really feeling that game. But their defense is really good. Their D line is one of the they're like they might have the best D line in, in the SEC. They're going to get after the quarterback, and that should force Matt Brown into making some mistakes that Which he hasn't has, made since he, the Arkansas game. He has shown that he yes, he does. Yes. Yeah, and they're going to be fired up for this game. Also, there was the purge. That um, fucking God damn it! Why am I blanking? The pirate Mike Leach, uh, Mike Leach, <laughs> Mike Leach had where he kind of got rid of a lot of the old, like a lot of people opted out, left, done for the season. A lot of those are like not his guys. They didn't buy into the Mike Leach vision, and you have to buy in with Mike Leach because Mike Leach is a fucking weirdo. And <laughs> when you're when you're a five star recruit playing for Mississippi State. You don't want to have to listen to Mike Leach yelling about your fat little girlfriends. Like you could put up with that in Washington State, out in Pullman, or out in Lubbock in Texas Tech, but in Mississippi State in Stark Vegas, you know yeah. they're getting paid buckets of money to play there. <laughs> they, they are. They uh, they don't buy into. It takes them longer to buy in, but I think this team after that performance, I think they bought in. I think they have a quarterback in Will Rogers who is a true freshman. He's got a couple games under his. Bell, and this is a soft defense. Yep. This defense is terrible. Like, Ole Miss can score. Like, when South Carolina puts up 40-something against you. Yeah. This, this, Re- Ole Miss can score. Also, the fact that this line is mainly at 9.5 is begging people to take Ole Miss. Yes. And Mississippi State 2-5, and five, they suck. Their defense is good. Will Rogers is good. Their running game has shown enough promise that they can score points. And they're not – it's not hard to score against Ole Miss. And their defense – it's good enough. I think they'll get enough stops to cover. I like them to win this game also. A little money line sprinkle? Yeah. This is a money Part line of the sprinkle. Grease Parlay? I might have a very – a Kentucky-Mississippi State. Kentucky? Grease Parlay. You can't play Kentucky, dude, on the money line. That's psycho. Who said like that? Woke up feeling dangerous, this guy. Over <laughs> <laughs> 6, minus 5 units. <laughs> um <laughs> – yeah, I, I agree. Everything you said, um, it's kind of—it's not really a blind tale because I feel the same way, but it's a total tale. Like everything you said, I am on complete agreement with. Like Mississippi State has the better defense than Ole Miss, and they're getting points. Mississippi State may have just found out their offense, and I trust they'll be able to score against Ole Miss's shitty offense. Defense. Shitty defense, excuse me, yes. Um, and although I love the Ole Miss offense, like this is also – what did they call this rivalry game? 
right? The um, like what is it? It's the egg bowl. The egg bowl. Yeah, where <laughs> Ole Miss was cost the game last year because their wide receiver scored yeah. and took a piss in the end zone. <laughs> exactly. That was hilarious. So crazy things happen in the egg bowl. This is going to be a close game, in my opinion. I think Mississippi State can cover the spread, and I, I agree, Con. I think you're right, and they're a very live underdog. Um, Texas A&M minus fourteen and a half at home against LSU. I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. No. I like look at the line, and I'm just like, yeah, well, like Texas A&M could blow them out, but like LSU's playing better, like they could cover. I don't want to touch it. No, I'm not. I'm not touching. Um, okay, great. Ideally, Texas, in my opinion, I want Texas A&M to blow them out so you can get Auburn next week. Yes. Yeah, I like Auburn. Um, all right. I have a play on the last SEC game. You do? Yeah. Georgia minus 20 and a half. There's a minus 20 and a half out there, and I'm taking it oh, out of South Carolina. Dick, you like it is, too? Yes. Of but, course. Yeah, but this is the – These two <laughs> SEC this plays – This is a tail. This one's out of tail. This is my own opinion. Yeah, but these two SEC plays come from my breakdown of the Georgia fucking Mississippi State game. This is all what it comes from. I spent a lot of time watching that game. Because I was this idiot and had Georgia minus 24 and a half. Um, and I watched that game and I formed a ton of opinions. I brought to the viewers. And here's Santu Mises stealing them for profit. Remember when DeFeo, was it macro or micro, DeFeo was teaching us about free riders? Yeah, you're a free rider. <laughs> Give me Georgia minus 20 and a half. Um, second game of JT Daniels. I think the offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders. I think South Carolina is dead. I think they showed a little bit against Missouri, but like that was kind of it. Like I don't think it's a jumping off point for them with, you know, an interim head coach. Like now they're just playing out the string. And I think Georgia's now I think they are woken up. Yeah, what, what's the word? Reinvigorated, yes, like yes. revived. Yes. With JT Daniels now as their quarterback and I think this is a statement opportunity for them to be like, "Hey, we're still Georgia. We're still a top 10 team." Yeah, because Let's go this is this is a game where they like, this is a Georgia team that you can look down the stretch and say, like, they give up. Like, in the Mississippi State, I think you can see a lot of that in their defense. But JT Daniels willed them to a win. And when you see your quarterback and your Georgia, you're, you're a receiver, your defense, and your quarterbacks have sucked for so long or just been average. Yep. And now you have a guy throwing for 400 yards and four yep. TDs. And it's also – it's not like that's JT Daniels' first game ever where there's no film on him. He played a whole season at USC. Like there, yeah. it's not like he's just gone. Like yep. he's not a completely new commodity. And he was good at USC. And he was he should have been a high schooler when he played at USC. Like yep. he's now older. He's making better reads. This Georgia team has a lot of talent. They're the most talented team on the twenty four seven sports composite. And like South Carolina is, it Luke Dottie comes out there. They're getting blown out. And the Georgia defense, I think, should be a little more reinvigorated for this game because they now know they have an offense like. If they if they just had Stetson Bennett and they like yep. doing that, then they're gonna chug their way to a seventeen three win and not and, cover. And one last thing, South Carolina beat Georgia last year. Yeah. This is a revenge spot. Let's go destroy them. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Bulldogs minus twenty and a half consensus play. One, two, three, four, five, six consensus plays this week, Colin. Six. You fucking dick. Baylor minus five and a half, Michigan State minus Michigan minus two, excuse me, Syracuse plus fourteen and a half, Washington minus seven, Mississippi State plus ten, and Georgia minus twenty and a half. Yeah, so you actually have a pretty big. Yeah, I have a huge card. You have I have a know. pretty big card too. It's wild. <laughs> I didn't expect this because when I'm laying out all these points, you're like, I gotta get it on this. It's, it, take it as a compliment, Colin. Take it as a compliment. The sincerest form of you're, you're, you're just trying to you're just trying to prevent me from catching up. You're like, if I if I take every one, you can never catch me. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking that. Um, what what do you have going on for Thanksgiving? Um, 
my grandma's coming over and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing something similar. Just my grandparents. All right. Um that'll do it. Week 13 picks. I'm gonna get the hell out of here. Go watch Rutgers basketball open their season. Um let's review quickly. I've got Baylor minus five and a half at home against Kansas State. That Consensus. line stinks. Consensus play. I've got Michigan minus two at home against Penn State. Consensus play. Consensus play. Lock fight. I've got SMU minus 12 and a half at East Carolina. Colin, you've got East Carolina plus 12, plus 13, sorry, uh, against SMU. I probably won't end up playing it, but like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I want to beat you more. So <laughs> let's go. Uh, I've got North Carolina plus five and a half at home against Notre Dame. Of course, Colin does not have that as a consensus play. Uh, consensus play Syracuse plus 14 and a half at home against NC State feels like a really good spot. I've got Boston College minus 115 on the money line. Um, at home against Louisville. The line just doesn't make sense to me. Line just came out. Washington minus seven at home against Utah. We both saw it immediately. We both liked it immediately. Mississippi State plus 10 in the Egg Bowl at Ole Miss. Another consensus play. Washington minus seven was also a consensus play. And then Georgia minus 20 and a half at South Carolina. Another consensus play. Colin, you want to run through it? consensus plays. Oregon yeah. minus 13. Bama, Auburn over 62. Iowa minus 13. Is it 13 and a half? Or 13 and a half. 13 and a half. And Iowa State, Texas under 56.5. That one's probably the one I feel these cops really bad. Let's have a weekend, huh? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, I think I'm going to end up playing Kentucky, too. Do you want me to give it to you as a play? No, I can't. I... You can. I mean, I'm not playing it. So that isn't, if it wins, that's an edge to you. You don't have to play it. Give it. But you, you, need, to, you need to take some chances. Yeah. All right. Kentucky plus 25. That's a that, that's another game you have no interest in watching. You know what I mean? Kentucky plus 25 at Florida. Colorado. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a prey. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 plays this week, Kyle. Way to be a good boy. Degenerate. This guy. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your weekend. Looking forward to an awesome weekend of college basketball, college football, and uh, some NFL also. Um, no golf this weekend, unfortunately. But – Plenty of other great sports. All right. That'll do it. Week 13 picks. We're out. See ya.